Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. This is going to be a two-parter here. This is episode 202, part one. Oh, we are doing... You told me to drink caffeine. No, no, 202. It's the crazy oh. thing. We've done 202 episodes. I was like, dude, you told me to get no, pumped you're good, up, bro. so you're here good. I am. Get pumped. pumped. I'm fucking psyched. Woo! Fucking pumped to the tits. Woo! All right. Anyway, um, we are here. We are about to preview the 2022 outdoor season here that we have coming up starting next weekend at fox raceway before we get started a couple things on the menu here first off i'm your host i'm travis hello everyone thank you for joining us for anyone who hasn't been here before we uh we talk moto all sorts of moto pro moto amateur moto supercross world supercross gps mxgps uh, Justin gets boners for Europeans. I do. It's a good time. I do. It's a good time. Speaking of Europeans here, new way to support us here. <laughs> we have the freshy, as we're all wearing, Dylan Danger Zone shirt, a la Weege. Shout out to Weege. Thank you. On the back, it's got Moto Aftermath Show 2022 Outdoor Tour on it. Shout out to our boy Isaac over at Isaac Thank Nelson you. Designs for designing all of the different logos that go on this stuff and thumbnails and all sorts of cool shit like that for us um also shout out to our boy over at clutch media there Sater. i don't know if you saw he went riding after supercross did he he oj to jump really yep how bad didn't go well did he did he wait his shit oh yeah is he okay nope what's up with him uh foot ankle lower broken leg. oh yeah no hardware Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll show you on Instagram no. after the show. No. Oh, so yeah. He's, he's done for outdoors then. Oh, yeah. Oh, so what's... Oh, man. I don't know. I haven't talked to Kev about wow. it. Wow. So. Listen, Sater, you're not getting paid to ride. Stop <laughs> it. You don't get to have fun. Yep. Um, okay. Damn. Anyway, uh, Dylan Danger Zone shirts. Links in the description down below. We do have the uh, Heather White. We have the uh, whatever the fuck black that is. Black I don't know. Black charcoal. I, I chose black and white. It's like a dark charcoal almost black and like a kind of grayish very soft material by the way yep they are um they are uh top gun inspired which top gun 2 is coming out so that's gonna be mm -hmm. awesome uh so make sure to go grab yours today i believe i have them set up for 30 bucks 25 bucks i don't remember Dude, shit's expensive. It's mm -hmm. hard out there. But uh, we do get a small slice of that if you guys go buy them. Uh, the link is in the description, like I said, down below. Um, before we get going here on our previews, like I said, this will be a two-parter. So we're going to do 450 preview first, then we're going to cut it, and we're going to do a second part that's 250 preview to kind of keep the show somewhat in a decently amount of time. Mm -hmm. we, I know our normal show is about three hours. I'm not sure if we're going to get this all done in three hours. We're going to try. We'll see. Lots to talk about. But first off, let's thank our sponsors. So show is presented by Energy Fuel, the best fucking drink out there. Keep yourself fueled, energized, and strong from start to finish. CoachRobStore.com to pick yours up today. 
Um, also, thanks to Premier Custom Trailers. If you need a trailer, commercial, or residential, Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs, sales, service, parts, or rentals. They do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US 131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. And our final presenting sponsor, TLR Coatings, Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop from two-tone wheels to motorcycle frames to small batch production jobs. TLR Coatings will powder coat anything metal the right way. Looking for some custom Cerakoting, they do that too. TLR Coatings, serving southwest Michigan and surrounding areas for over five years. Check them out at tlrcoatings.com or on all the major social media networks at TLR Coatings. Also on board with us here, Alias Sport. Dirt Bike Depot, JT Cycle, Adept Creative Co., Gutter Works, as already stated, Isaac Nelson Designs, Clutch Media, and Holster Co. There's also links in the description, as I said, for the Dylan shirts. Um, there's Amazon links where if you click on those, we get a small slice of whatever you buy on Amazon that day. There's Patreon links. Thanks to Curtis Hodges, our one Patreon. Thank you. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share. That will help us out the most. And uh, also check out the uh, podcast if you don't want to listen to this all on YouTube. We're on all the major podcasting networks. So, my co-host with me, the OG, this is old school. We're throwing it back. Justin over here. Cole is Mm. just being Cole and doing Cole things. So, um, before we get started with the outdoor preview part, though, Justin, Mm. let's talk. Last weekend, uh, Coach Rob was here doing one of his Moto E schools. Uh, We went and uh, tried that out. Yep. You were were there as a special guest helping Mm -hmm. some of the kids and – I mean, I guess older guys like ourselves yeah. out. No. Uh, I was there. I was doing some of the riding and trying to pay a lot of attention. Um, very good school, in my opinion. Yes. Super interesting. And it's, in my opinion, the what makes it good is it's not just riding, 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 riding. Now, we rode a lot. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think uh, I think one of the kids, one of the local kids, I, I, I'm not going to say his name because I don't remember it. But the kid on the Husky. Yeah. I think he said in the first day, I think just doing drills. Keep in mind, we didn't do full motos. Uh, I think he said he put two and a half hours on his bike just yeah. doing when we were doing drills. Yep. So I was going to say, in the second day, I don't know how many we did. A lot more than that. But it was a lot more than that because I rode most of the, the first day. I kind of, I rode like the. It was a lot uh, hotter the first day, yeah, too. Yeah. Ro- the first day I rode, and this was my first time riding this year. Um, I rode uh, both of the full track sessions, so I put in... Those are about 20 minutes. Thir- yeah, 35, 40 minutes on the bike there, um, and then the ki- and then the kids and the guys were all doing drills in between that, and I was kind of keeping an eye on them and, and watching for things and kind of learning and just taking it all in, um, and then the second day we did a lot more drills, which I partook in most of them, um, and yeah, it was, it was super interesting, but he... The way Coach does it, like I said, it's not like, um, and I don't know because I haven't gone to a lot of these other schools, but I assume on most of the other schools, a lot of them are, are done by riders, and it's a lot of technique and on-the-bike stuff, etc. And we get some of that with this, but we also get a lot of off-the-bike stuff and how does all of it tie together to make you a better rider, mm-hmm. to make you faster, to make it so that when you are done, you hit the ground, you bounce, you don't break. And you also recover. Recover, when you don't hit the ground. When you don't hit the ground, when you just finish riding, there, there's all sorts of those awesome things to help out with. Um, obviously, for anyone who knows, Coach has a vast knowledge of the physical side of things. Um, so, Same yeah, so it was, it was super interesting. It was a lot of fun. Learned a lot. Spent a lot of time on the bike. And let's just say from riding, even with doing my foam rolling, 
my back was junk for two days. Like the whole thing too was not a sore spot. It was the whole thing probably from riding so much, but, um, anyway, yeah, that was our experience. That was what we did last weekend. And now this weekend, here we are doing the show. We also should let the viewers know. I know that we can say this because it has already been mentioned on social media. Uh, talks are in works of doing this again next year, folks. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, um, keeping out for those uh, updates because I know that Coach and his wife, Michaela, who we got to meet for the first time, very nice lady, very dedicated to running, too, because in the middle of the day after we'd been out in the sun for God knows how long, since 7 in the morning, she's out there just doing, you know, five-mile jog like it's nothing, which five miles, like, I mean, I'm not saying that's a lot, but considering how much she had already did to that point, and then she's like, ah, I'm going to go on a five-mile run. It's, it's fine. fine. Two no days in a row. Um, but anyways, keep to those updates. Um, I know that they are very good over there at getting those out early. So, uh, yeah, keep uh, maybe look on our social, look um, look on Coach's social. So there should be some updates, I'd assume, in the next couple months about that. Yep. So, all right, let's jump into outdoor outdoor preview stuff. So a couple things to note about the whole series overall. Uh, so number one, TV deal here with the series. <laughs> and, and and we need to talk about this stuff. I bought stuff. mine last night. I broke down and I did it. Did you really? It's only I'm only doing the month to month. It's six ninety nine a month, whatever. I'm not stupid and doing the whole $100 say, a year. I might do that. Um, okay. We need it, to watch practice. Yeah, that's pretty much it, too. Um so anyway, uh, as far as the TV series, they are fully on Mav TV. Outside of there are three motos, three sets of motos. I'm sorry, that are on NBC. But outside of that, everything else is on Mav TV. And I did look; they're all live on Mav TV. Like, yeah, and their biggest thing too. And we won't get into this because we don't have time for it. But the devil himself, Davy Coombs, his biggest thing is, is devil that, uh, himself. Sorry, uh, his biggest thing is is because with yes. Peacock. You couldn't get it in certain countries. You couldn't get it in Canada sometimes. You couldn't get it in Australia. And obviously, we know it two of the most popular riders in the series, Jet and Hunter Lawrence, not being able to watch it in Australia is a big deal. Um, but you are correct. They are all live on MAV, and the three NBC ones are when they do the reverse and they do 450 first. And if I remember correctly, it's Thunder Valley, Southwick, and Red, Red Bud. Bud. And Red Bud. So, unfortunately, for everybody that doesn't have NBC, you will not be seeing the first 450 moto until literally all the motos are done with which I would assume most people watching this probably have NBC. But, yeah, that's a real cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, they're going to have rotating uh, analysts in there, uh, a.k.a. Davey doesn't want to pay an analyst this year, so he's just calling in all the favors he can. The series is dying, folks. I mean, as much as even Justin doesn't want to admit it, the series is fucking dying is what's happening here. They, they have gone off of a... So, quote-unquote national broadcast to this more or less um it, it's still national but re regional yeah. tv uh uh channel mm -hmm. they have a set essentially like just forced out people they have and and now like i said this this rotating analyst thing they're they're trying to hype it up like oh it's so great like we wanted to do this 50 years and it's like okay it is cool i'm not gonna lie it's cool to have some of these guys some of these guys are gonna be hard to listen to i think i don't think they're you gonna are. be great have you seen the full list no i saw the full list last night like the actual full list yeah. because they did the snippet and the full list dropped last night yeah so anyway um but I mean, all it is is the series is dying. They're fledgling, and they're trying everything they can to keep it going. They've got World Supercross coming in. For anyone who hasn't listened to the Davy Coombs interview from Pulp Mech show um, last Monday, says. yeah, go go listen to it because if you 
if you listen to us, you pay attention to like Cooksey, that kind of stuff. The people who are out here trying to tell you exactly what's happening, um, you you see right through. I listened to that interview and I was just laughing because the spin he was trying to put on things. Okay, Red Bull stepped away. Why did Red Bull step away? Because they don't have any exposure. Okay, no, fucking putting all their money into Formula One and yeah, they don't have the the series has zero exposure with not being on NBC Sports mm-hmm. or anything like that anymore. Um, so they stepped away. The rotating analyst is like, okay, cool. Like it's a cool thing for us core people. Everyone else is kind of like, oh, just a new guy every week, mm-hmm. and and you know they they talk about oh these guys don't want to go do it well well they would but you you have to pay them yeah. okay it's kind of like these guys that do the analyst for uh, or an, anal, analytics and anal, anal. what what word are you looking for i don't know the guys that talk about it you know like shack uh troy a oh yeah he'll just be those kind of yeah. guys yeah. analysts yeah. Yeah. yeah they like they do it because they get paid to Lots do it. Lots of money. Shaq's not going there to for sit free. around and, and for however many hours and talk about basketball on a camera for free. Yeah. Troy Aikman's not going there for free. Those guys have made millions and millions of millions of dollars, okay? Mm-hmm. Our guys don't have to get paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to come do this stuff, but they still have to get paid to fucking do it. So yeah. basically what it's going to be is, and we, when uh, me, Travis, and, and Coach and everybody, when we were out to dinner last Friday before the camp, we were talking about this. And we're not the only one. Chris, his, Chris Crooksy, for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, Johnny Hopper, Coach Rob, when they get together, they've talked about this. It's pretty much what it's going to end up being is, and I even made this comment, and I think you would even agree with this, but it's not the first time that we've made this comment. The National Series is going to, quote-unquote, die, but it's going to be Davy Coombs' National Series. The motocross, don't, let, don't freak out people for core people like me have been around this their entire lives. Motocross will still be there. It's just not going to be Davey Coombs' series. Somebody else is going to swoop up. You're not going to have some of the top guys, unfortunately. Maybe you'll have a, 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 one, a 1A guy, and then a lot of them will be like 1B or 2A or however you want to put it. But it's basically going to be a privateer series. Or And they and I can't remember who even mentioned this when I was watching one of them last night. It's basically going to be a version of like the Canadian Nationals. You're going to have really, really solid dudes that have been top 10 before, but they don't necessarily ride for factory teams, like true factory teams. It'll be like the HEP teams, the mm-hmm. AEO teams. So the National Series is going away in a sense, but it's Davey Coombs' National Series. Motocross will still always be there. It's just not going to be Davey Coombs' series, which... Thank God, because then our guys will actually fucking get paid for once in their life. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, so anyway... Um, I just needed to clarify that for people that are freaking out when they hear, oh, the Nationals are going away. It's yeah. Davey Coombs' series, which when you guys find out what's going on, you'll actually be happy for people that it's... Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the other rumor that's out there that they've been talking about is uh, Paula 2 not being a thing. Oh that's God. completely false. Davy Coombs hasn't even talked to Bud Feldkamp at Glen Helen. So anybody who's out there saying that, oh, I heard Glen Helen, it's it's not Stop. gonna be a thing. Okay. Stop. MX Sports goes out and they exploit the tracks, much like they exploit the riders. And they the tracks that there there are certain tracks that will continue to do it because they make a shit ton of money because they have done like it. Redbud. Like Redbud, for example. There are other tracks, a la Iron Man, High Point, that kind of stuff. MX Sports owns those. Yep. So they're always going to go to those. Yep. Then you have tracks like Glen Helen, WW. What's the other one I'm missing? Uh, Freestone was there for Freestone, a while. Freestone, yep. yes. Those guys. Muddy Creek. Yeah. Th- those owners stood up and said, fuck you. We're not going to do this. Yep. We're not going to get exploited by you. You can go fuck yourself. And Davey is a fucking... He doesn't like that. Nope. So they, 
the Glen Helen National is not going to be a thing. Stop. Who's ever putting yeah. that out there? It's no, not happening. Whatever. You fucking know it. Yeah. It's it just it will not be a thing. As cool as it would be, it's not happening. Yeah. Just let it go. It's not going to fucking happen. Yep. Um, I think that's all we had for series series related stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So let's jump into part one here. We're going to go 450s first here. We're not going to talk about any privateers. Most of the small privateer teams, we're not even going to talk as about. As much as we like to, that would add extra yeah. hour, two hours to our show. So um, what we're going to start with with 450s is we're going to start with um, the Club. Muckoff Club team here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do we got on there? We've got Alex Martin, March Banks, March and Banks, and Phil when Phil comes back. So Millville, by the way. Let's Phil. start. Let's start with Amart. Here's what I heard about Amart. Okay. They changed that bike from a white rear end to a black rear end, and Amart grew six inches. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know what to expect out of Amart. We definitely know throughout his career he has been an outdoor guy. You know, he's decent on 250 and Supercross, but he's always been an outdoor guy. We know that he is not afraid to go into the red. He is a cardio machine, so that's never been his issue. Um. The 450 learning curve was obviously very rough for him at the beginning of Supercross, yep. and then they did a bunch of... They were chasing their tail with that bike for a long time, you know, and especially it's it's very interesting, too, because that Yamaha, I, I would have felt that that would have not been the bike he would want to go to because we know how the power band in that thing is. It's so aggressive off the bottom. It is a very top-heavy go- top bike. Even with the new chassis changes, it is very it's it's all the weight is at the top of the bike. And being Amart being a shorter guy, like I can't fucking imagine like what I know his pegs are always crazy. How many different peg setups and mounts they were trying to get his ass off that seat. Yeah. Um outdoors, man, I don't know because he looked good at the end of Supercross. I think that they're gonna go into outdoors with a base setting that is gonna be decent because we know how good that bike is outdoors. But it just scares me because when we get to some of these tracks where, like a Southwick, like a Red Bud, like Unadilla, like Millville, even Millville for him, like we know that he knows that track like the back of his hand. But I just I feel that as small as Amart is, and at this point of his career, and I even made this comment for Supercross when we did a preview show, that this is I think this is going to be his last year, and if not next year, is definitely his last year. He's not going to go into the red anymore because he doesn't want to take a chance of getting hurt. I, he has no, even though he did get hurt a few times, what it, what does he gain from oh, pushing past his comfort nothing. zone? I think his outright speed is good enough to be top 10. I think his speed has always been no matter what class he rides. But I don't see Amart when the track is getting super cupped out, super, super square edged. I don't see him pushing to the point that will propel him any further than a tenth. I think that there will be races where he yanks a holy and he'll be out front for a while, and maybe his cardio pulls him through to a seventh or eighth. But, dude, you start looking at the top end of this field, and I know that we talk about it in Supercross, but the top end of this field, some of these guys are better outdoor riders than they are Supercross guys. So you start looking at the top end of that field, I can't see Amar running the pace of those guys for 35 minutes. I just don't. I think his cardio is good enough to do if he gets a start, but consistently, no, man, I, I I don't. And I think that you could honestly say if he gets a bad start, there's some privateers that will give him hell. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. and, and we're not going to go into it, but I'll just name one. Jeremy Hand, Grant Harlan, Cody Shock, whenever he comes back. I can't say for certainty that if Amart's coming through the pack that he's going to blitz by. Ben LeMay, Ryan Surratt. I can't say that he's just going to blow past those dudes. I think that eventually he will get around them. 
But Amart's at a point in his career that he doesn't need to go out and put himself on the deck anymore. And we obviously know his crashes this year in Supercross were f- bad. The Flying W, for one. Flying W. Flying W. I just, I, I don't know. I really like Amart, and I hate to talk bad about the dude, but I just, I don't see where when things are getting nitty and gritty, which people say, oh, that's Amart's thing, where he's going to feel comfortable going past that point of no return. I don't have high hopes for him. I'm right there with you. I think he floats around the top 10. Mm-hmm. He's a good outdoor rider, but he's just at that point in his career where he's not going to put himself on the line. He's not going to go into that red zone. And even if he does, like, what's the top end of that? Sixth, seventh, eighth, maybe? That I mean, that's I mean, that's even generous. Yeah. Like I said, as much as I like Amar, that's generous. Yeah. It so, is. Um, all right. Uh, March Banks. Addison's disease. Yeah. Nothing. I got nothing for you on him. I, I don't think it's going to go well. Um, I I don't see I don't see anything. I think he Peter. Here. I think he bows out halfway into the season. Probably when we start getting into those hundred degree weekends, ninety five degree weekends. The only thing I'll say about Garrett is, is I guarantee there'll be time, and I actually guarantee this. There will be times where in practice he's third on the board, and that's all you're going to get from him. Yep. I mean, dude, even last year before it came down, they had Addison's disease. How many times did we see him inside the top five to eight, and him just fade into nothing? And don't everybody don't give me the whole first two weekends of the season at Paula and fucking what was the second round Thunder Valley? Don't give me that because that was when the when it was like eighty degrees out. Yeah, get to high point when it's ninety two degrees and the humidity's through the roof. Mm-hmm. He ain't, that's what you're going to get out of Garrett. He is super fast and uber talented, and it is very unfortunate that his previous trainer, whoever it was, ran him into the red because the kid is fucking talented and we know that. But he's never going to be the same. Getting Addison's disease is like getting EBV. You don't come back from it. What was the term we learned last weekend? These fucking uh, <laughs> fucking facility kids. Uh, I know. So that's all I'll say about Garrett is don't be surprised if you look at the end of the practice and, oh, he's fourth on the board, fourth fastest. Garrett can do that. We watched it in Supercross. But that's all you're going to get from Garrett. Yep. Now, when you have Addison's disease and I can't – I'm not a doctor, so I can't articulate what Addison's disease does to you. I just know that it's not a good thing. You're not. You don't come back from that. Like nope. you're done. So yeah, I think that's all you're gonna get from Garrett. Yep. Who's our last one on that Phil. team? Phil. Phil. Oh. He comes back at Melville. Yeah, he's Phil. What do you think he does though? Ten. Oh, yeah. Top tens. Do you think had he not broken his arm though? I do think, you think we're gonna get some sick battles. Him and Amart second half of the year. That's a very just good point. fucking destroying each other. Yeah. For tenth. I really hope that Phil just doesn't fucking get pissed at Amart because he's like he's fucking. Te- he's holding me up and then just tees off on him. Probably. But Could yeah, awesome. I don't I don't really know what to expect out of Phil. I mean, he hasn't in the outdoor series in a long time. He is coming off a broken arm, which is was a badly broken arm. Who knows when he's even going to be back on the bike? Yeah, because he was just on pulp and he was still in a cast. Yep. You know, and we're already getting into the first round, and he's looking at Millville, which is the third weekend in July. So, I mean, if he ain't riding by the end of June, it's probably not going to go well. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really have high hopes for him either. Nope. So all right, moving on to our next team here: Hep Suzuki, Justin Bogle, starts. Does he rip a start? I think he rips a few. Lead half a moto? I think I think if you see him do well at any of the rounds, I think it'll be Thunder Valley. He always seems to I mean, I know that was where he got his first win, the one the one race where when Eli was Eli in twenty seventeen and he couldn't track him down and we're just like, holy shit, mind blown. And even when the years like 2018, 2019, when he was at the his lowest point of his career, he still always seemed to squeak out a tenth or a ninth at Thunder Valley. Yeah. He just gels with that track for whatever reason. Um I think Bogle, you'll see a lot of. I think you'll see some good starts. You'll see some sick style. But man, I don't see him doing better than twelfth. 
I just I, I think that he I think he realizes where his kind of like with an Amart thing, except without the age. It goes back to he's had too many concussions. And I yeah. just I still think that that if, I mean, dude, look how look how bad the end of Supercross ended for him. Mm-hmm. That was with even him getting starts. Yep. So it leads me to believe that those concussions, those things that we all talked about a couple years ago, it's still always going to be an issue for him. I think that you're probably going to get 20 minutes in and he's going to have vision issues. Those concussions he had, folks, was not good. No. Not so I think that that's just what ails him. I think that I hope this is his last year and he just goes off into the sunset and fucking does free riding because oh yeah, I, I don't. I don't see him doing much more. I don't even think he's a top 10 guy. I just no. don't. I don't think so. I can't see him beating Amart, not outdoors. And if we're capping Amart and Phil at 10th, I don't. Boga's not going to do better than that. Yeah, I don't see it either. Because I don't think his cardio is even there to go 35. No, no, not at all. So, um, all right, teammate there on Hep, Heart Raft. Him I do expect to be inside the top 10. I don't yeah. think based on speed alone – but I think Hartraff, because he is a grinder, he is a he's a big dude. He manhandles that bike. I think that he is just consistent. I don't see a lot of up and down with him. Because even at the end of last year, and everybody would say, oh, the field was depleted. Okay, fine, but you still have to make it through the fucking season. Like that's it's not Brandon's fault that everybody crashed their brains out. Yeah. And it happened in Supercross. How many times at the end of a heat race when Brandon barely squeaked it in or when he won those LCQs were like, well... It's going to be a 15th for him, and he goes and gets ninth in the main. Yep. Like, he is just a solid dude all around, and we know with, even though how stacked the top end of this field is, how up and down these dudes are, where you got a Brandon who will say you go to a track and the average lap time is a 209, and he's 207, 207, 2085, 207. He's just going to be there because he's consistent. Oh, yeah. He's not going to wow you with his speed, and honestly, and I like Brandon. I don't want to be a dick when I say this. He's not even fun to watch ride. No. He's just there. Yep. And when we all know when you're just there in the 450 class, you will get good results. I yep. think you get a same a lot of the same as you did last year. I think his best finish is like a eighth, and he's just top ten in points again. Yep, he's just he is a solid dude, and I think that anybody that is looking for a I don't want to say one B because that implies that the guys can go get wins or top threes. So if you want to say two A, Brandon's your guy. Mm-hmm. Brandon, in my opinion, would be any great to second to anybody on a factory team yep he's just there and i think that's what you get out of him yeah which is good like i said i'm totally with you there i think he's just gonna consistently just put his laps in just Mm -hmm. like he did with supercross yep and then you get to the end of the moto and all of a sudden you're like huh he was eighth which for him huh he was if he looks at yeah if he looks at the end of his career and all he gets is top tens and points i think he'll be happy about that that's that's a good fucking career so yeah i and i i like the kid i I just do so yeah good for him um, all right, moving on. Next team here, Rockstar Husky. The <laughs> just, that pretty much sums it all up right there. Just face palm and let's move on. Before we get into uh, all the shit that has gone on with this team, can we agree that this is a tryout for Shane in a sense? Maybe. You, do, you, do you think it is or no? Maybe. Like if the season goes well, do you think that this well? Because we know Dino's done next year. Yeah. By the way, I don't know, for any of you that don't know, Dino's done. Like, Dino's retiring. Yeah. Like, he's done. So that just leaves Malcolm and Craig for next year. They're going to want a third guy because they've kind of had a third guy for a while. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if he does well this season, this is a, this is kind of a tryout for him? Maybe. You want to know what I'm laughing at? They keep saying, oh, Dean's going to come back this summer. Dean is not. He he has a second asshole. <laughs> Dean is not coming he's back this not summer. He's not coming back. No. 
he can't even sit on his ass right I now, know. from what I still understand. And good for him, though, making fun of in his videos Dude, and shit. Dude, the one where Sarah's pulling shit out of his ass to give away is awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> legit awesome. <laughs> so, um, all right. But, so, <laughs> so Dean's not coming back. I, I, like, I will guarantee you that. No. Um, Mookie. Mookie says six to eight weeks. Yep. I bet you we don't see him nope. either. Nope. Uh, the, I mean... Were you in the group chat the other day when Cole was like, or when I said that, like, yeah, Mookie and Big James said, we're not riding this piece of shit. You can't oh, even yeah. get us parts, and the fucking shocks keep blowing up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it is just going to be Shane McElrath. Yep, so it's going to be Shane this summer. He says he has his back under control. Okay. I don't, I mean, Zacho thought the same thing. And no, no, out. no. It's under control, bro. Everything's good. Everything's yeah, fine. Whatever. He hasn't had any issues with it since the airplane sure. incident. Well, I mean... That's the thing. I don't know what to think because I am always on the fence that is Shane going to be a hundred percent because some coming from someone who has back issues and we I talked about this with Zacho, those just don't go away. If you could tell me that Shane is not going to have back issues and he actually is telling the truth, Shane's not going to have any results until at least Redbud. If you're lucky, why do you say that? Because on his interview on Paul on Monday, he said, "Yeah, the other day I did my first thirty-five minute mode." Oh, okay, that so, makes sense then. All right, so it's not going to go well. How do you think it? goes when he rounds into form if he makes it that long because we do know usually by that part of the series top 15 you think that's a ceiling even with guys bowing out i don't think it's gonna go well he might get into 10th if you have five if you have five other guys drop yeah ah man yeah i don't see it going well i don't have high hopes for this no i don't either because like i said i'm just always skeptical about his back it's it's not even the back thing with me. It's just the whole package of like you're on a team that folds up. Now you're two weeks before the season mm. getting pulled into this new team, and it's you know same bike, different plastics essentially. Yep. Except for oh, you were on a twenty with with aftermarket suspension and stuff. Now you're on a twenty two, or I'm sorry, he was on twenty one. Now you're on a twenty two with all factory shit. Like I don't I don't have high hopes for it, man. Yeah, I really don't. I can't, I, I'm not sure it's going to go well. I can't say that I do either because, like I said, taking all that out, I just still think that his back is always going to be an issue. And I think that, we'll, when, like I said, the first couple rounds, okay, you can just kind what of— What did he do in Supercross where he was hurt there? What do you mean? What did he do before the whole thing happened? Yeah, before the whole thing because he was out for a while there. Uh, I think most—well, you got to remember, a lot of his finishes, he was inside the top ten. I think the best he had had before he got hurt and then the team folded. Yeah, but what did he hurt? Because I don't remember. Oh, that I don't remember either. Okay, great. This is a good show. I know. We are uh, solid at this. Uh, well, I mean. 202 episodes, and we're still like, Jesus Christ. It's like day one all over. Yeah, again. I know. Uh, I think the best you'll see out of Shane when we get towards the end of the season, when guys start to bow out, if he is still there, is I think he could squeak out a couple eighth, ninths. But I'm just still always under the impression that that back is going to be an issue. Probably. And like I said, when you, you can skate through the first couple rounds, but once you make the trip east... Shit start getting in the nitty gritty. Like I said, we start getting hot, start getting those deep fucking ruts that start from the entering of a section all the way to the next section. I just, I don't see it going well. And like I said, he hasn't ridden outdoors since 2020. Nope. And that was on a 250. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'll say I'll TBD because I just, I, I'm not. <laughs> TBD. I'm not, I'm not. Sold that his back is 100%. Neither am If I. you could tell me that his back was 100%, I have more high hopes for Shane, but I don't believe that it is. I think it's bullshit. So I, I 
100%. I reserve judgment. Yeah, whatever. Zach says the same thing. Pulp is CNN, and Pulp is real news. Real (laughs) fake news. Real news. Yeah, I'll just say uh, 10 to 15. I'll have to agree with that. I'll have to agree with that because I just don't see that back being 100. So. All right. Whoa. Did you use the term 100? I did. Wow. Yeah. Tried to be cool. Joe just went way downhill here. All right. Uh, next up here, keeping with the Austrian brands, Gas Gas and Barsha. <laughs> gas Gas going fast, fast with Barsh Barsh. How, fun is it, how funny is it that the team that we just talked about, the reason that the guy, the, the main rider on the team is not there is because of this guy. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. Sick. We just at the point that Barsha is going to be Barsha. Top fives? Top fives. Like, who, I can't remember who made the comment that I was listening, what y'all was listening to yesterday, but they go, you know, we always kind of forget about Barsha, and we always, like, assume that he's going to spaz out. That's what he kind of does. He he rides over his head, rev limiter, whatever, all the fucking terms we use for Barsha. But then you just look at his results, and he's always top five, though. That's yeah. the thing. He's always top five. And he even won a moto last year. Mm-hmm. He held off Dylan. Now, granted, I think that he was riding way over his head. 100%. And was literally going crisscross from into outside, outside, inside. Applesauce, baby. Um, I'll say this for Barsha. Top five again in points, probably. Gets a moto win really fast in practice. And that's the end of it. That's just what Barsha does. How like, many people does he take out? 5,000. <laughs> 5,000. We should keep a tally. Uh, no, I think it's some. I think that he will average a, a takeout a weekend. We should uh, get a tally. Get a tally going. Yeah, drink a drink a drink a or take a shot every time. Every time somebody. we take somebody out when we're watching a race. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what he does, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't see him. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know if I see him winning or not. There's several guys we still got to talk about that I think we also didn't think he would win a moto last year though and he did well that's also true but we'll see we'll see let's put it this way I have higher hopes for that than Shane yeah obviously um but yeah the the winning the him winning is about the same as I have of Shane getting inside the top 10 yeah not great not great yeah I mean I don't have any problem with Shane yeah Barsha's kind of a fucking idiot sometimes but whatever yeah. I think it's just one of those things that with Barsha, he's just always there. So it's it's hard to count him out that he's going to do any worse than fifth. Yeah. Because no, he's I'm, always there. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, as far as getting wins, uh, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. All right. Uh, last Austrian brand here, and we'll continue on the, <laughs> on the fuckery here of oh, these Austrian brands. This team brands. is so great. Okay. Red Bull KTM. I'm going to start with the full-time guy first, AP. <laughs> Aaron Plessinger's coming back, folks. The worst the stash is back. The worst tester in the in the 450 paddock, apparently. Yeah, Michael Lessie. Michael Lessie. Uh dude, he's here to do it for Dale, man. Have you watched any of the videos of him riding? I watched a couple. I watched a couple clips of him riding uh, the Stopwatch Nationals uh, Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. Like he looks like Aaron. That's the thing is, is like Aaron just always has this weird tuck style. He's tall. He extends his body. So like when you watch him, you're just like. It's just what Aaron does. Can I just say that, like, watching these videos, there hasn't been anybody I've seen that's impressed me. Like, usually what happens is they're in the offseason mm. at the Stopwatch Nationals here the couple weeks off. There's usually somebody we see in one of these yeah. videos that you're like, holy shit. It doesn't ever pan out, but you're like, holy shit. I haven't seen any of that this year. I'm trying to think. I think I would say the same thing because I probably you probably all this we've probably seen the same videos yeah. except you probably watched a couple more Instagram clips of stuff. Uh yeah, I mean I think with Aaron it's still obviously not a lot of time in Supercross. Yep. Still getting that bike dialed in for outdoors. Yep. Let's just let's just not forget that Aaron 
at one point last year for quite a few rounds was top three in points. Yeah. And before the Unadilla loop out, and we'll just call it the Unadilla loop out. <laughs> Aaron when bro- was when he broke his ass. Yeah, when he broke his asshole or broke his ass bone. He was very good, but that was on a star Yamaha. Yep. I don't think any of us could sit up here and uh, these us talking pundits or whatever you want to call us or jackasses would sit up there and say that if that Aaron Plessinger is that like this is who we're gonna get and that KTM is gonna be okay. I don't think any of us would look at it and go, well, there's no reason he can't do what he did last year. Yeah. Aaron was really good last year until the Unadilla incident. Yep. That's all there is to it. Like, I don't think any, you could, you could be the biggest Aaron Plessinger detractor and you would have a hard time finding something to say that, oh, that's, yeah, that was a lot. No, he was doing that at the beginning of the season when everyone was still there. The problem is, is that he has literally been out, what, 95% of Supercross, right? Was it about ninety five percent? About ninety five percent of Supercross. A lot of it. A yes. Lot of it. How many rounds did he make it? Four, five, I don't, four. I don't he did. Know. It was. It was a lot. Yeah. It, it wasn't, wasn't a lot. lot. So he was already having testing issues because they got their bikes late. Shocking. Got their bikes late. So he didn't have the bike dialed in for Supercross. He had that one good round. The second round, he got second, and then he was just kind of there. Yep. So you go from that having no time on the bike for I don't know how many months. Now you're going into outdoors once again. Who knows if he's a hundred percent yet? I would assume he's a hundred percent, but you I don't, would have to assume. You'd have to assume as well, yeah, ever as long as he was okay. So he's gonna be. A, it's gonna take a little bit to get a race shape. But once again, though, now you're going back to he literally has a total of what two months on that KTM, mm-hmm. and now you're going into outdoors, which that bike is gonna be a whole hell of a lot harder to figure out for outdoors with it being a brand new bike. Yep. I I don't know. Like, I will say this. If Aaron is 100, like if he stays through the whole season and he builds, 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 by the time we get to the halfway point, Redbud, Southwick, whatever round, I think he's going to be really good. The problem is is that I feel like the first half of the season is going to be so incredibly bad that it's not going to matter what he does after round six. Yeah. It's going to be so entirely bad unless we get like all mud rounds. (laughs) It's all mud race. Which outside of that. I don't know about you, but I don't see how it's gonna go well for him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how it's gonna go. I think if it goes bad, he's still inside the top ten. Yeah. Oh yeah. But with he's someone, so fast. But yeah. But with someone like that, it's like okay, inside the top ten. That's not what know, he wants. You get, you get behind fifth, you're like, oh fuck, this yeah. isn't good. So, would you agree though with the statement though that if you could tell me last year's Aaron Plessinger is going to be this guy and they get that bike figured out, that it would be much of the same? Can we just? Yeah. Oh yeah. But can we just say here, like, I'm looking over the list here of 450 guys that mm. we've compiled here. It's all a question mark. Outside of a few, yes. There, there's, a, there's like... Outside of maybe three guys. Two, there's two dudes I'm looking at that I'm like... I got, I got no three. question. I got three, and I think I, it's... I have a possible third, but yeah. I think it's three, and it's that, probably it's like, my top three. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, and actually, I'm going to assume, and we'll wait, but I assume one of those guys, though, after the information we made last year, or last night, he might not even be doing the whole season. Yeah. So, so it might be just two. Yeah. So yeah, no, I totally agree. The whole thing's a fucking question mark. Which is why I don't know if you want to go into Dungey or Cairoli next. I want to go to Dunge. Cairoli I want to talk about last here. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, we'll go to Dunge. Go ahead. Cause you have more feelings about this than I do. I think it's gonna go terrible. What is terrible in your opinion? Uh I think he's gonna be lucky to crack the top ten. Even when we get down the attrition rate starts going. I don't think he's gonna go that long. Because you don't, I don't think he think goes I, to twelve rounds? No, because I don't think I don't think it's going to go well to start with. Mm-hmm. The only way I think it's going, the only way I think he goes all twelve rounds is if KTM is just throwing money at him yeah. to stay. Outside of that, yep. 
he's not staying because his results are yeah. keeping him there. And when I know, I know it's partially because he can't say something else. But when he's getting on the Pulp Show on Monday and being like, "Oh yeah, like I'm, dude, I'm here to win." The fuck do you mean you're here to win? Yeah, keep in mind that the last time he rode outdoors was 2016. He broke his back after Thunder Valley, bowed out, retired yes. a year later, and the reason why he retired is because he was not comfortable going in the red anymore. Yes. So now you've got five years away from that pace, and that pace is increasing every single fucking year. Yeah. I mean, dude, get out of here. You're you're going to be lucky to crack the top five, I think. And that'll be if you're consistently within like a half second of the leaders, which is not going to happen. Which I don't see happening. Like not I just happen. don't see this going well. The only thing, and we've all been debating this back and forth on our group text that we have, the multiple ones we have, is is that the only thing you can guarantee with Dunge is is he's going to be consistent. But the problem though is that take away, even if you were to take outside the fact that he's been away from five, well, been away from racing outdoors for six years, his consistency wasn't always wins though. Mm-hmm. Okay, so his consistency was a third, a second. Then he would crack a couple wins, a third, a fourth. Never really outside the top five. So okay, so you still say that he's probably going to be consistent because even if the speed goes away, that consistency to put in just same thing I said with Brandon: two hundred seven lap times, two hundred seven lap times. That doesn't go Cons- away. Consistent eight to twelves are but that's, not going to get. But that's it what done. I mean. That's what I was just about to say. So now you're looking at the consistency goes from third, second, fourth, win, win, third, second. Now your consistency has gone back five spots. Mm-hmm. So now your consistency is seven, seven, eight, five, maybe a four, a seven, a seven. The fu- That's not even top five in points because we know the guys that we've yet to get to are guys that can go one, one, two, two, three, one, one. Mm-hmm. It's. It, I'm sorry. Hey, this is a cool fucking story. It's kind of like when chad took that year off and then he came back when he okay i shouldn't say take the year off when he rode i can't remember what year it was and then he did like three quarters of the season and they're like oh he's retired and he's like no i'm gonna come back for one more hoorah that's cool but you don't be away from racing outdoors supercross is a little bit different for these guys you can't be away from racing period the level goes up every single and like i said we all know that outdoors because it is more physical than mental it's harder this is just not gonna go well Nope. It's not unless ninety nope. unless unless every factory dude other than three bows out halfway into the season. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I disagree with everybody. There's no fucking way Dunge is top five in points. No, I don't see it either. I don't see it either because I don't even see him being Brandon Hartraft. I just don't. That's like the pace I see him on. And then once like again, now you're talking about a back. dude that Brandon is actually he will kind of push into the oh, red yeah. if he has to. Oh, yeah. He's still young in his career. Dungey, a guy that he retired because of that. Why would all of a sudden he go do it now after six years? Do you want to know why? Well, it's money. He's broke. I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all on the same page. Yeah, right? we're all on the same page. We Dungy's yeah. broke. And don't yeah. get me wrong, too. Broke is a relative term. It's a very bro- relative term. Bro- broke Dungey with $10 million is a lot different than broke Travis with $10. But considering but, broke Ryan or Ryan Dungey before he became broke had probably $50 million in the bank. Yes. It's broke. It's broke. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't... I don't know where these people believe that even with his consistency that he could be there because, once like I said, his consistent speed is not going to be good enough to get on the box. Beauty's in the eyes of the beholder, and yeah. the eyes of some of these beholders are fucking insane. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, all right, last guy on this KTM team here. This is different, though. 
This is way different. This is way because this guy really isn't coming out of retirement because literally he was racing. <laughs> he raced in November. He raced in November. So for anybody that believes, oh, because he took time off the bike, dude, he was racing in November. This is literally like an off season for him. It's a longer off season for him. They usually start in February yeah. or March. So okay, and he's been on the bike. He's been training and riding three to four days a week. He's already been on this bike. He's 30-something years old. Training and riding three to four days a week is a lot. And once again, he's already been on this bike. He rode this yeah. bike last year, so he already knows how to dial the bike in. Yep. He's His cardio, no matter how old he is, is through the roof. And once again, people, don't forget, until he had his little injury, I think it was at uh, the GP of Sardinia last year in Italy, which they just had this one, He, I think he hurt his ankle. Don't quote me on that, but I think he hurt his ankle. He was literally battling for a world championship with Jeffrey, Timmy G, and Fevra. Yep. He was winning motos. He was winning overalls. Cairoli is going to be fucking good, and he's not just riding the two rounds. He's going to battle for podiums. Oh, for sure. And I'm sorry. I, I can't say that he, because this is just kind of a, a, a having fun thing, that if it gets really sketchy, that he's going to go, he's going to try to push the pace of an Eli, a Dylan to win races. But if he gets a start and those dudes are buried, Good luck catching that fucking dude. Yeah. Hey, you want to know who wins in all of this? All of us. All of us. You want to know why? Why? Because Jill's going to be over here. <laughs> That's who wins in all of this. Uh, you know what's unfortunate is, is the fact get, that... get to see Jill walking the, around. The fact that Jill's going to be here, and then we can't have Marv, because then we'd have Matil and Jill. And, well, hold on. Well, yeah, yeah, hold yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Let's, before, before we get to that thought, though, Cairoli, two things. Do you agree there's no fucking way he just rides the first two rounds? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's doing a minimum of six. So I say he does those two. Because he's going to do the first two. Redbud. Redbud. Southwick. Unadilla. I don't know where the sixth one would be. Maybe Millville. Millville. Okay. Uh, but we're in agreement, though, agreement that he's battling for podiums, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. Oh, good. yeah. I'm, I'm glad we're agreeing. On I'm that. not arguing Because with you there's on a that lot one. of dumbasses out there that actually believe Dungey's going to beat him. <laughs> exactly. And you know who is one? Our good old friend, Steve Mathis. Did he really? He actually made a bet with somebody that Dunge was going to beat Cairoli in the series. Uh, okay, well, let's just tone that down. He doesn't really remember what the fuck the bet is. Okay. Well, I thought Truman texted him, though, and like, hey, no, you picked Dunge. That's what he's saying. Okay. But he, he very much, if you listen, because I've I listened to all their stuff, yeah. as, as you know. He doesn't really remember what the bat is, and who he doesn't even remember who it's with. I will say though that if he but actually if he, if he said Dungey yeah. though, he's dumber than I thought. Yeah, he's, he's an idiot. He's fucking stupid. But it's gonna be great though to watch Cairoli ride. Oh, it's gonna oh, be I'm looking forward to awesome. it. I love watching that fucking guy ride. But yes, let's talk about the Marv thing. You brought this to my attention. I didn't know this. Yeah, so Marv was riding outdoors with Cairoli yesterday, day before, okay, something like that, on a Red Bull KTM. Did he look good, or was it hard to tell? Because yeah, it was probably it's hard short. to tell. It was just okay. a short clip on Instagram. So what do you think that means? What do we know about AP? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what are we hearing about Dunge? How the we only one of the three on that team that I'm convinced is showing up in the first round is Cairoli. Yeah. God. Do him. <laughs> Cairoli and Marv. <laughs> this fucking is like, awesome. Fu this is like fucking 2009. Just go out there and go like one, two. Oh, race. my God, dude. That would be that. Dude, how bad it would it be if Marv showed up and fucking Marv, Dylan, and Cairoli were your podium? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking awesome. Uh, I, I don't know. I really hope that means he's riding outdoors because I think this whole thing is bullshit. It pisses me off that the one dude that actually did something this year for KTM over here is getting shafted. What if he's doing the off races for Cairoli? Hmm, that's an cool. interesting thought. That is an interesting thought. 
I will just say, because I don't have any info, we literally don't have any information on that, I will just say I hope and pray that Marv gets to ride outdoors this year, because once again, it's bullshit of what's mm-hmm. happening with him right now. Well, so this is how that thought just crossed my mind. We've we've been talking mm-hmm. about him doing World Supercross, correct? Yep, which he's going to do it. Which yep. he's going to do. Mm-hmm. The, I would be interested, I don't have this right offhand, the info, to cross-reference mm-hmm. World Supercross rounds this year, Yep. With although they're all in the fall, aren't they? No, I thought the first one is in August. Okay, maybe. Okay. I think it's middle of August. I'd be interested to cross-reference yeah. that a little bit and see, like, okay, could he be riding the mm-hmm. other six rounds that Cairoli's not? Maybe? Let's just say we hope he's out there. Yeah. I really hope so, because like oh, yeah. I said, it's, it pisses me off hope to no end. he's out there if he wants to be out there. If he wants to be out there. It just pisses me off that how he got shafted this year. And people can talk about Cooper Webb. I don't fucking care about Cooper Webb. He's the only Webb. KTM rider in the world and Marf, to have a win. And yeah, Mar fucking won a Supercross and was damn good the entire <laughs> season on a bike that everybody said, oh, it sucked. Well, Mar figured out how to fucking ride it, so you guys should too. Sorry, rant. Rant. <laughs> I've just grown to like Marv over the years. I know that we didn't really like him too much years ago. I've grown to like him. Yep. And I just, I, I genuinely want to see the dude end his career the way he wants to end it. Yep. And if he's getting ended because of politics. Because the guy has had a good career. He has been a, and he's always been an under the radar guy. He's always been number two on the team. And he's always, the crazy thing is, think about this. For three years when nobody could beat Eli, he was the only guy over here to actually beat Eli. So that's fucking good in itself. Mm -hmm. When you talk about about Eli winning three straight championships, Marv was literally the only dude that could beat him. Second dude on the team most of the time and always in the top three dudes for both series. Mm-hmm. Like, it's wild. He's had so. a great fucking career. So He yeah. has. Yep. He has. So let's just hope that he gets to ride outdoors. All right, moving on here. Uh, Monster Energy Kawasaki. <laughs> this team is wild. Dude, let's, let's just get into the fucking oh. question marks here still. Joey Savacci. How insane is it that 2019... Which a lot of people, and I know we've had this and we won't go into it, I think that he should have had, they should open up a spot for him, but whatever, that's old news. He rides for that team, has a hell of a season, especially Supercross, but it was doomed from the start because the phenom that is AC took his ride, or took the ride. He goes through, fumbles through, his team folds, and then he ends up back on the team, but he's only going to be with that team for outdoors because the guy that took his spot is coming back next year again. This is what I'll say about Joey. Because I think that that knee injury, it's bad. ACLs don't just fucking like heal like that. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Uh, I think <laughs> that it's going to be a struggle bus for a while. I've watched some videos of him. He looks very, very timid, especially to lean the bike over in corners. I don't remember which leg it was, but he just looks timid on right or left. Um, maybe because, because he's compensating because his other side, uh, you know, it's not as strong. Or, um, I think it's going to take him a while to get going. But I think what he does, I think it's just going to be a lot of we've seen from Joey out throughout his outdoor career. Like, let's not forget last year, there were times where he was the best KTM guy of anybody outdoors. I think his ceiling is fifth. But that knee, though, man, you don't just come back from ACLs. Nope. No, you don't. Take it from a guy that has. You don't. But do you agree, though, that if when he gets back healthy, that he could be kind of where he was last year? Because that bike is obviously better than the bike he was riding last year. Where was he last year? So his best so he was so his best days he was five to eight last year. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. I have a big question mark over him too. It's because his knee's bad. It's because he's Joey Savacci. I have a big question mark. Is yeah. he gonna make it through the whole season? Was yeah. he even riding? We didn't know he was riding until fucking two weeks yeah. ago. 
Yeah, I think that's the biggest issue with me is is not knowing where his knee at, his knees at. Um, I do believe though, like I said, that if he gets, if he somehow makes it long enough and he gets healthy, I think he can be the much same as last year, five to eight. But I don't know if that knee's going to be healthy the whole entire season. I don't know either, man. I don't know either. And then his teammate there on Cowie. This is one guy I don't have a question mark. I don't about. have a question mark for this guy at all either. Jason Anderson. He's gonna be fucking good. He's gonna be fucking good. Top three in points. I don't know where he lands. I don't think he's your title winner. Blake I'll... Baggett's not there to fucking crush his thumb and Red Bud. Uh, so we're good on that one. We know how well Supercross. Uh seven wins, same as the champ. Could have had Detroit had Detroit and Indy not happen. Could have been battling all the way down to the finish. The bike suits him a lot better. He looks good from the videos I've seen, but He's it's just back in New Mexico. Yep. Riding. I mean, everything's lining up for this to be good. I think he's going to get a win this because he hasn't won. He hasn't won an overall. overall. He's won he's motos. Won he's motos. never won an overall. Yes. I think he'll win an overall this I think summer. he wins more than I just one overall. I think he's going to battle. I think he's going to be one of your guys battling for the title. He's one of the guys I think will be there all year. Yeah. It's going to be because here's the thing. This is the best Jason Anderson. I don't think anybody would disagree with this. This is the best Jason Anderson we've ever seen, which yep. is wild at 29 years old. I mean, I guess you could say for Eli at 30 or is Eli 30? Whatever. Um, the best we've ever seen. He gels with that bike team. He's fine with the team. They know how to make a bike win at that team as much as I don't like the team. Yep. This, if some, if the two guys, I think we're both on the same page. We're going to be battling for the title for whatever had problems. Jason Anderson's going to swoop right in there and he's going to be your title winner at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. If those guys have problems, which we kind of agree that one of those guys might not even do the whole season. Anderson is going to be fucking good this year. I, I, I don't see. There's no way possible he has a bad year. I yep. don't see it. I just he was too fucking good in Supercross. I know people yeah. are like, oh, there's no correlation. Well, yeah, you're right. But the fucker had seven wins. Yeah, and was a, without a doubt he's, at times. He's the, riding high. He, oh yeah, and he wants to prove something. He's he's another guy that you see in these videos, these these stopwatch national videos, and. I, like he doesn't look terrible, but he's not blowing my doors off either. You know, there's nothing he's doing that's like super crazy. But I think it's because of the way he rides the bike, and especially with the way that power curve is, it allows him to ride fourth a lot more. If you look at him, he's always riding in the meat of the power. Yeah, he has more body language than guys you would say of like a, Pur a Purcell, uh, Kevin Windham. You know, going way back even to JMB. You know, some of these very very smooth guys. A Trey, well, not a Trey Kennard, but a Ryan Dungey, a very smooth. But he rides the bike the way you're supposed to ride a 450, and then he has that little bit of on-edge style, so it kind of goes hand-in-hand. Hand. So that's why you look at him and you're not super impressed because you're like, oh, he just looks fast, but he doesn't look like, holy shit. Jason Anderson is going to be very fucking good, and yep. honestly, I'm not calling this, but it would not shock me if he comes out and wins the first round. Yeah. He's, he's going to be very, very good. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on, next team here, HRC Honda. Here's a question mark too, right? Couple, for, couple for more question marks for here. both of them. Question marks, both of them, right? One and a half. What? Oh, okay. So you have half of a question mark for the young gun. Yes. Okay. Big you, old fucking question mark. Who do you want to start with? Let's about just talk about Kenny. Okay. Goes out round six. Yep. Round six done. Terrible. Down. It's fucking. When when this is over with and you get a chance, go watch the video. There's a video of him on YouTube. I don't. You can just go to Vital. There's a thread about it because I don't know who the YouTube guy is. Kenny, for anybody who doesn't know, look at his Instagram. He dropped more f bombs than I think Kenny ever. He's not has. fucking done. 
Fuck all you haters. He, he's fucking here, bro. I'm afraid that Kenny's going to hurt himself this summer because I feel like he's riding with a chip on his shoulder, but this is different than it was the years before. We know that he's got stuff going on in his head. We're not going to go with that. And now come to find out with the COVID shit, something, it did fuck with his head. Whatever. I feel like the chip so, on his... There's so much. With I that. know. Did Ashley talk to you about that last week? Uh, she was talking and she was saying... Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. This chip on the shoulder, though, is not like when he came back from those arm injuries or even in 2019 and 2020. This chip on the shoulder seems like he is out to basically, like you just said in his Instagram, fuck all you guys. The video that I watched of him at Glen Helen, he... It's like literally everything Kenny's done his entire career is very patient, methodical, and fucking threw it out the window. Dude, he's fucking pivoting it out of corners, geeing out, burn banging, fucking spinning the rear wheel everywhere. So he rides like Jason Anderson now. <laughs> yeah, apparently. It was terrible, dude. He looked so uncomfortable. It was kind of like what we were going to talk about with Joe, the way he was in Supercross, riding out of it, like trying to ride a way that he's not comfortable with. That looked like Ken Roxon because it is so foreign to him. He, dude, there were times where he was going on a straightaway and he never shifted, and he's banging it off the rev limiter. I'm like, this sure. guy looks like he's trying to prove a point that is not going to be proven. He looked terrible. Interesting. It's not. I didn't. He's going to hurt himself. I guarantee Kenny crashes this at the beginning of the year. Interesting. Did um did you see the video of him doing the practice start at the Sandbox there? No, I didn't see that. It blows into this fucking, like, does the start, goes into this. I mean, it's a turn. It looks like a sand turn. It's got a berm on the outside. He never fucking lets off. Yeah. It's fucking wild. He just, like, does the start, goes down the start straight, hits that berm, never fuck, just all the way through that fucking thing, just leg out, just pinned. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. So that is the one video I've seen that I was like, wow, what yeah. the fuck was that? Yep. You know? But outside that, I haven't seen anything else. Yeah, I don't know. He taught, He was on... Uh, did you listen to a Weege interview with him? No, but I I saw some snippets of it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. Yeah, he's um, it's interesting. He um, he basically was talking like, oh uh, yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna do, but like I'm not done riding, like whatever you know. And I don't think this about, is like last about year going to Europe and getting himself fixed and all this kind of weird shit. And I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think don't this know. is it's like last thing. year where he call, he is underselling him and then he goes in and wins. <sighs> yeah, I got a big old question mark. I feel it. like Kenny. And I think this is the first time I've ever said this about Ken Roxon. I think he's going to be riding too emotional. Could be. I think he's going to go in with his mindset that he's got something to prove, and it's going to bite him in the ass. And then he bows out halfway to the season. Could be. There's no fucking way. I just I don't see it. I don't see it sustainable. And he's got too much shit going on. People are going to hate me in this show, but I just have a huge question mark. I don't know what the fuck he's going to do. I think it's going to be bad. He could go like you just say, and he could fucking just wad himself into the ground, or he could fucking win every goddamn race. Go twenty four and zero. Yeah, I I just I the video that I seen of Ken Roxon, I didn't know who that guy was. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go look that one up. Yeah, I just didn't know who he was. So yeah, yeah I I I stand by my comment. I think he's gonna be coming in too emotional. I think he's going to wad his shit, and then I think he's gonna bow out halfway into the hmm. season. Interesting. We'll see. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. He's always sick, so yeah. his his system just got fucked on that arm injury. His immune system is yeah. garbage. Um, and now the other half of that Honda HRC team there for the 450s, you got Chase Sexton. And I watched a Sexton video on his Instagram yesterday, and I was not impressed. There wasn't yeah. anything that made me go, yeah, he's going to fucking go out there and go super fast and win. Do I think he can win? Yes. Do I think he's going to do well? Yes. Um, 
but man, I don't, fuck, I don't know. Again, here we are. I don't know. It just doesn't look great to me. Here's the thing with Chase, and I think that we have to start realizing this with him. And it would, I think it would be an obvious statement for a lot of people because he has two 250 Supercross titles, and he had never won but one outdoor race, and that was the WW race. And then yeah. we know that he overheated himself into the fucking ground and was never seen again from the rest of the year. Yeah. And I think... I think Weege made this point. Was it Weege? I don't know. I I watched a few different uh, preview shows yesterday, so maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't Weege. I don't know, but I think it was. Think about last year for Chase, and I know it was his first season on the 450, or no, second season. I'm sorry, but uh, first full season from coming from Supercross, whatever. Chase was good last year. He had a couple thirds, couple seconds, but when did we actually look at Chase last year and go? Yeah, he could beat Eli or, or Dylan. Yeah. Did you ever? No. Why would we think that he's going to be able to do it now? I don't. That's the thing. People keep talking about this Chase Sexton thing, Chase Sexton thing. He, and I'll stand by this, he is almost too talented for his own fucking good, and we know that he's going to be really fast and then crash a lot. People he, are like, oh, because he won the final round in 2020 of the COVID year at Paula. That was a wacky year. Christian Craig should have beat him. He's not riding at Stu's place, so I don't know. He's kid. Could go sideways. I don't know why we would assume that Chase is going to be able to beat those dudes. And now that we know you add Jason Anderson into the mix, you add Cairoli when he's racing, why the fuck would we think that he's going to be able to do it now? He couldn't last year. Yeah. There was never a point last year, even when I think it, I think, was it Washugal or Millville? I feel like he got second in one of the rounds. Maybe now it couldn't have been Washugal because that was the round that Eli closed the gap on Dylan, and then Dylan just dropped the hammer. He got third. So maybe that was the best round he had. Because then he got third in Millville, I think, too. I never watched Chase last year outdoors, and I go, holy shit, he could go out and win this thing. Yeah. He just never was there. Yeah. I never looked at him and go, went, yeah, he's on the level of, of Dylan and Eli. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even on the level of Cooper Webb at the end of the year. <laughs> so. It's not nice. Eh, whatever. I don't care. Uh Look, I like Chase. I do. I'm very critical of him because I think that he he can do so much better than what he's doing if he learned to just stop relying on all of his talent and actually think a little bit. But I honestly see him with Barsha. I don't see him better than that. Just in the top five? Yeah, which around. is obviously really good. But the thing is, is he's not getting paid to be really good. He's getting paid to win. Yeah. And I don't... Speed for speed... I don't think he's at the top three level. I just don't. Hmm. I think that he's at a Barsha level. Oh, you got a... Yeah, never mind. Something in here. I think it's a little squirrel. It's a chipmunk. Whatever. They hang out. Ah. It's cool. That's that's where I see him. I see him with Barsha. Maybe hmm. he gets a couple thirds. But, dude, to get any better than the third, yeah. you are going to have to be really fucking good. Yeah. And Chase, obviously, is really, really good. But I just don't think for 35 minutes that he is not going to be able to go without a brain fart. Probably not. So it's Chase Sexton, bro. Can't even go twenty without. And how crazy part. it is that you contrast that and you look at the two fifty team, and we'll get it when we do our two fifty show. The two fifty Honda team is fucking through the roof, and then the two four fifty Honda team is like just a big old question mark. Mm-hmm. That's all I got for you, Chase man. That's uh, I don't have anything else to add to it. Like I said, I'm kind of worthless in this show because there's just so many question marks for me that I. It's kind of like what we'd have to do last year when we did this with Coach. Mm-hmm. It was like. A healthy and a not healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, we have an idea of what it would be like if everybody's healthy, but we have no idea what it's going to be like if, because a lot of, the, I mean, dude, what was it? Iron Man? There was at a point where Chase couldn't get around Cody Shock. 
Mm-hmm. And this is not a disrespectful shot at Cody Shock. That's actually a comment. Like, that's a compliment. Yeah. But I remember sitting there watching in the second moto, and he couldn't get around Cody Shock for 15 minutes. Yep. Why the hell would anybody <laughs> assume that he could beat Dylan and Eli and Anderson? Yep. Sorry. I just... Chase is always... I think Chase is just going to be known as a really, really, really good Supercross guy. And then just a top five outdoor guy. Yep. Which is great, but I don't think at the end of his career he's going to want to look at that and go, yeah, I'm proud of that. No. No, he's not. Especially when we know when Jet comes up and whatever happens with the team moving forward. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I don't know. Anyway. All right, last team on the list here, Star Racing Yamaha. And we'll start with our... uh, We'll start with the new 450 guy on that team. So, Craig. New. Yeah, new. I don't... So... With everything that goes on around this team when you're leaving this team, mm. I don't see him having a real fire outdoor year here. And you think some electrical issues are going to show up? Maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure. I just don't see. I mean, I, I he think was five to ten good. last year. Yeah. And I think that's where he'll stay this year. But I think the longer it drags on into the season, I think the more towards 10th he's going to get because I think there's going to be some issues happening. <laughs> electrical issues. Even though there isn't issues that ever happen at that team. But nope. I, um,. I think you're dead on. I think that the battles between him, Barsha, Chase, and Joey, if Joey gets healthy, yeah. are going to be insane. Yep. But that's 5 to 10. Yep. That's 5 to 10. Mm-hmm. And I that's and, that. and that's the thing is, as critical as we can be of Christian, we can just give him his due. He's a really good 450 guy. He's he been is. solid in his... This will be his third year doing 450s outdoors full-time because he mm-hmm. did... COVID year was the first year he did the whole season. Yep. He was just really good. He's just really, really good. He's he's smooth. He's smooth. His style. He's which vi- makes it which yeah. makes it work really well. Yeah. So. He he is a very. It's very weird because Supercross. He has so many boneheaded moves like pushing the front end. Obviously, you know the thi- the battle with Hunter that he had where that hip jump that hip section doing dumb things. But he get outdoors, man. And once again, that style of his that mm-hmm. very just very light on the bike style. It f- it works over thirty five minutes. Yeah. It, five to five. 10 5 to 9 maybe a fourth yeah. every now and then he might sniff a podium at some point maybe uh, I, gets a good jump i don't know if i'd even give him that much credit i don't know i that's funny that you're actually giving him more. i don't know if i would agree with that i don't i think that to, like i said with chase to get a podium this year yeah you're not just going to be able to be solid for 35 minutes you're going to have to have some outright speed for half of that i will say fourth is maybe his best but I think he's going to be five to nine. I think that him, Chase, Barsha, and if Joey gets healthy, the battles they're going to have are going to be really good. But outside of that, no, I don't because I think the three guys that are going to be top three in points are going to be too fucking good. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, next up on that team here, we'll go with a three-time champ, Eli Tomac. Doesn't go full season. <sighs> the only way he goes full season, it's going to have to be going really well. And by Be- really well, I mean he's going to have to be literally battling for wins or have a very every huge point single lead. weekend yep yeah because the news came down that he is doing war- he already signed a supercross only next year which i think kind of is why i believe this yeah because we were on the fence was he going to sign it and then he signed it but now it's only supercross only yeah. which we know he's going world which supercross I heard that a week or so ago yeah so. so but think about it though if you're already signed your contract, but you already are going into 2023 knowing you're doing just Supercross, and you're also going to be, we kind of think it's a good transition to go World Supercross because he's not doing outdoors. He's coming off the knee. A lot of people are saying it's not as bad as it, it, it everybody thinks, which whatever. 
why would we assume that he's going to push himself into the ground when he gets to go defend that Supercross title next year and then go make even more money doing World Supercross? The only thing I have to say is, and maybe this will come into into fruition here, because it's like you say, these guys that are about the outdoors, maybe he wants that fourth one before he leaves. Yeah. That could be a thing. Okay. Over under percentage pie, though, of the statement I just made. Do you think, what is it? Do you think it's over 50% or under 50% that he makes through the whole season? Because he's more caring about Supercross at this point. I'm real 50-50 on it, to be honest with okay. you. Okay. Because, like I said, I think if he comes out and he goes well. Yeah. And he's, like I said, he's on the box, battling for wins, yep. right there in the points where he's like, fuck, I could get this. Like, mm-hmm. like these first few rounds like are kind of eh, for me, but then once we go east, like that's when I really start to pick it up. So I think if that's the case, I think he'll continue to do it. As long as, too, also, he does not dab that knee and mm. hurt it any worse than it already is. Okay. But if he dabs the knee, if it's not going well, eh, then I see him pulling out for sure. So, But yeah. like I said, I'm 50-50, and we're going to have to get a few rounds in before I'm going to make any precise conclusions on it and say, yep, yep. he's going to pull out or nope, he's going to stay. Yeah. I just... I agree with everything you're saying, because if you would give a crystal ball and tell me at the end of the year, Eli's gone 12 rounds, I would say, yep, he's going to be right there for the title. We we all believe that this baby is the best he's ever looked. Maybe not speed-wise, because that 2015 year outdoors was fucking insane <laughs> for the three rounds that we had it. But I just, with all the information that's coming out, all the different things that we know, it's hard for me to believe, especially the big thing is, of him signing just the Supercross-only contract for next year. It just doesn't make me believe that he's going to do the whole outdoor season. Yeah. It makes me believe he's going to do some of the rounds, half the rounds, bow out, take some time off for the rest of the summer, fucking spend time with his family, and then go get ready to defend this title next year in Supercross because he's going to be coming in with a number one plate again. Yeah, it's crazy, too, because I do... This is sounds dumb. I contradict myself. I do when I don't have a question mark for him. Because it's like if I could look at my crystal ball and go, yep, Eli went 12 rounds, not look at where he is. Okay, really, really good. But I don't believe he's going to go 12 rounds. Mm-hmm. I think that he is going to be focusing on Supercross. So it's I do when I don't have a question mark. If, if we're just going off the belief that he's riding the whole season, yeah, he's going to be battling for wins. He's Eli fucking Tomac. That bike is going to be really good. It fits the way he rides the bike. Once again, with that power curve, it is perfect for him. Kind of like we talk about with the frame geometry with Cowie, with Jason. Yeah. That bike is perfect for him. He's going to be fucking insane. The only thing I will say, and I'm not saying this is going to happen more than once, there will be one weekend that everything is firing for Eli, and it's going to remind us of 2015, but then we'll never see it again. Mm-hmm. I think he's got one of those weekends. I think that... I think you get to a certain point in your career when you've been doing this long as Eli, same thing for Kenny, same thing for Marv, that you get later on in your career, and a lot of people always talk about, like, hey, the speed goes down a little bit, whether it be willingness to go, your brain, or your body. Mm-hmm. But there's always that one time. Everybody has those that one time where they can go the fastest they've ever gone one more time and then never do it again because it is so much stress on their body. Yeah, I think Eli has one of those left where we're going to go, holy shit. How wild would it be, like, Hangtown? I'd rather him see and, it. I'd rather and, see it at Southwick. Him and Dunge go one two, and he beats Dunge by a minute and a half. No, let's be honest. <laughs> if that happens again, he's beating Dunge by two minutes and a, oh, two and a half be minutes. Fucking awesome. I think it'll be Southwick. I think Southwick is the one race, or Wash- actually Washougal, but I don't know if he'll make it that long. Yeah, I think I will stamp it. I think that he has one of those weekends. He's get we get one more of those out of Eli Tomac, where mm-hmm. we get to just awe watch him be one of the fastest dudes to ever ride a dirt bike. 
Yeah. And that's the last time we ever see him go that fast again. Hmm. I think we get one more of those. And even me not being an Eli fan, it's always amazing to watch him do that. Yeah. And then we never get to see it again. Oh, man. Can you imagine him and Kai Rowley just fucking battling at Southwick? Holy shit. Four minutes ahead of everybody else. Oh, no, dude. It'd have been like if Hurlings would have been coming over. What happened? Just lap the whole entire field. Fucking yell. That's what would happen. That's what would happen. Holy shit. All right. Let's get the final guy here in our 450. Dylan Danger Zone. Dylan Danger Zone. Sure, it's available in link in description down below. Click it. Make sure to go grab yours before you head out to the races this summer. All right. So Dylan's been off the bike for how long? Or been off Supercross. Supercross. Since Detroit. Since Detroit. Okay. And he's been riding, I think, for the last month now. He's been riding outdoors. So he's coming in fresh. Coming in fresh. Wants to prove a point because a lot of people are skeptical, which I don't know why they would be. It sounds I don't know how you this is not this is not like he just I hate to use this, but a Jason Anderson 2018 supercross where he won four rounds and he was just super consistent. Dylan just was fucking insane last year. Yeah. So like I don't know why people would be skeptical of that title last year. That makes no sense to me. So yeah, I mean, dude, <laughs> Dylan outdoors, that's his thing. He's an outdoor guy. Yep. And you know no matter where he is, you get to that last 10 minutes, dude, you better be You're hunking. in the Dylan danger zone. You are in the dude, if he locks onto you, you're fucking it's it's like Top Gun Maverick, like dude, you're getting an arrow. <laughs> you're getting an arrow right into your backside. So, yeah, dude, I don't I don't know what you can say. Like he he's got to be the favorite. He's got to be. He this is a very boring show for the people watching because I like. Are you gonna I, have more to say in the 250 show? Probably. Gotta yes. hope so. You gotta have some hot Jet, takes. Jet, Jet is in the uh, 250. You gotta have show. some hot takes, bro. Jet's in the 250 show. You gotta so have some, don't worry. Yeah, there will okay. be okay. We'll be jetting all jet, uh, jet, jet, jet setting jet, jet setting our whole <laughs> uh, whole show. Anyway, um, I mean, yeah, he's he's gotta be the favorite because here. there's nothing you could look at his repertoire or whatever word you want to use and go, oh yeah, like he's got he's there's. A chink in his armor. Yeah. His speed's there. His cardio's there. His he's, technique is there. He's been to all the tracks now. He's been to all the tracks now. Like, outside of, you could say, his starts, but the problem is is that last year his starts were garbage, and he still fucking won. Mm-hmm. He still came from 10th and won. Yep. I mean, how many times last year did we see Eli when he would get a start? Redbud, uh, Southwick. Southwick, unfortunately, Dylan had issues, so like we didn't get to see that battle. But how many times last year did Dylan track everybody down and still end up passing him with a lap to go? 100%. So unlike Supercross... His starts don't aren't really an issue outdoors. Yeah, because he is still going within a second of his fastest lap thirty minutes into the moto. Yep, that's a very hard thing. Like if you could, if if he didn't have that, and you would just say his one thing is starts, you'd be like, oh, okay, that's his chink in his armor. So if somebody like an Anderson gets a start and he's twelfth, be like, oh man, by the time he gets into the top three, Ando's going to be 10, 12 seconds out, and then obviously the lap time difference starts coming down. When you're only five tenths, it's really hard to make it up. Yep. But the thing though is, is dude. At the 25-minute mark last year, he was going a second and a half faster than everyone else. Oh, yeah. So it's like, how can you... And take Eli out of it, because he would be the outlier in this. How any of those other guys could you look in and go and be confident that at 25 minutes into the moto, if your pit board says Dylan's in fifth, unless you're somehow a minute ahead of him, oh, yeah, I got him covered. You can't. There's no fucking way. If Sexton's out front and Dylan's in third and the... There's three guys that won't, that won't affect Kyroli, Tomac, and Anderson. Yep. Okay. Well, yeah, mentally. But like, what I what I'm saying is, is like, okay, the mental thing, yes. But I'm saying ultimately, like, like I said, say Sexton's out front, and it's 25 minutes, and Dylan, they say on the board, Dylan's in third, and he's 12 seconds back. Yeah. Sexton ain't comfortable with that 12 second lead. No. So it's like, how 
I, I don't know how any of those dudes outside of those three guys where they are, if they're out front and Dylan's behind them, they're confident that, oh, he won't catch me. Yeah. No, he's going to catch you. Yeah. Now, yes, obviously when he gets to you, maybe it's a little bit harder if you start a la Barsha Millville, fucking start cross-fucking weaving and shit. But outside of that, there's no way those dudes are confident they're keeping him behind him. No. Because we also know that if Dylan gets pissed, he will move you out of the way. Because I went to the danger zone. Oh, my God. I love it. Gonna I, love take, it. I gotta go watch that movie now. I love it. So, yeah, like we're on agreement on this, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like I said, this is a boring This is a boring part one of this show because yeah, I don't I'm have glad any, I like to talk. <laughs> I don't have any hot takes here. I got a lot of question marks. So, let's just Dylan's going to win the title. So, he's your pick, right? Yes. Okay. Dylan's my pick as well. Okay. Who are, who is going to, who are the two guys? Give me two guys. They are most likely to battle with him throughout the entire year. I well, once again, we're going to the question mark thing. God damn it! So if I were just to take a crystal ball and say I know they're going to do twelve rounds, want to know why I picked two? Why? Because I think one we de- one is de- a definite. Ando's going to battle with him all year. Okay, okay, we both agree with that. Yep. Now though is when you have to get tricky. Which one's going to go the whole season? Kyroli Kyro- 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 or Eli? Because well, I don't think either one of them is scared of him. No, especially Kyroli, especially yeah. when you come from racing Jeffrey Hurlings and, yeah. and Geyser and mm-hmm. Fevra. How crazy is it that is it crazy to me that I believe that there's a better chance of Kyroli doing all twelve than Eli? Yes. Okay. Or no, it's not crazy. Okay. Sorry. It's, okay. It's one hundred percent legit. Yes. Kyroli. Kyroli. Because yes. I think there's a better chance because I think KTM is going to be struggling so bad. Mm-hmm. And once again, Dungey, because we said about him and AP, I just don't think there's there's going to be so many things going against him. God, I just want to get this first race over with because I want to see what the fuck happens with Dunge. Oh, I know. Oh, it's going to be bad, dude. Yeah. It's going to be bad. That, that's what I want to see. And if he like gets like 15th, you think... And like, I don't have any ill will no, towards neither the guy, do I. but I just don't think it's going to go yeah, well. I don't either. I will say Kyroli. And here's the thing. If you told me at the end of the year, once again, not telling me who is where, that you tell me that Kyroli rides all 12 rounds... I'm going to say that Kyroli has a better shot at being Dylan than anybody else does. Yeah. Because of the fact that Kyroli is just. Time to talk about with Dylan, no chink in the armor. Kyroli has been there, done that, and he's done that more than any of the other people in this field. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about Eli's three outdoor titles? Kyroli has 10. Yeah, I know. So, well, I know you know, but I'm saying it for the listeners. So, three is a lot. Yes. 10's more. <laughs> so, <laughs> 10 is more. Basic math. Uh, I will say Kyroli. I will okay. say Kyroli, and I and I I truly believe this. That if we get to the halfway point and Kyroli is still not messed around yet, it's going to be. And the points are close. The closer we get to the end, as much as I love me some Dylan Ferrandis, Ferrandis, Frenchy, DF fourteen, it's really hard for me to sit up here and say I have confidence that he beats Kyroli for this world title. And I know everybody's going to be like, "You're floundering! You're floundering!" No. It's just that's how much respect I have for Antonio Cairoli. Floundering? Like the fish in The Little Mermaid? Isn't that what people say sometimes when they use like, oh, yeah, like you're flopping back and forth. Okay. You're flip-flopping. All right. Floundering. Yeah. Okay. Insert picture of flounder. Exactly. Okay. Go ahead. But I'm serious, though. I have a hard time if we get towards the end of the season and those two are battling and Cairoli has not exited the series yet, it's going to be really hard for me to sit up here before round 12 and say, Dylan's going to win this title mm-hmm. because as Dylan, as good as fucking Dylan Ferrandis is, which don't he is very good. Cairoli has been in these battles more than anybody has, and he knows how to win these world. He knows how to win these titles, and that's the thing. I'm not saying Dylan is going to be phased by the time we go into it, but here's the thing: you go into a mindset of them going into round twelve and say, and I'm getting projecting way ahead, but that's what we get to do on these preview shows. We go to round twelve at Fox Two, 
and it's within three points, no matter who the leader is, I'm going to tell you right now, Dylan is going to be more worried about Cairoli than Cairoli is going to be worried about Dylan mm-hmm. because Cairoli has been battling with Jeffrey Hurlings and Tim Geyser for how many years now oh, yeah. down to the wire. Oh, yeah. That's that's all I have to say. I don't I don't know if you agree. I don't know if anybody's going to agree with me on that, but it's very hard to sit up here and say, I believe that anybody can beat Cairoli for a world title. Not because they can't be faster than him on every weekend, but the difference is, is that Cairoli's bad rounds is a second place. Yep. So... um. What was the other thing you want to talk about here? Well, I guess we can, who who is going to be kind of have a a surprise season, and who do you think is going to have a less than stellar season? I think Cairoli is going to be much much better than people are giving him credit for. Okay, cool. over here. Okay, cool. Because I agree, I'm that's my same guy. Less than stellar, it's got to be between Kenny and Eli. Actually, you know what? Nope. Chase Sexton. You think Chase Sexton? Yep. Wow, we actually both agree on that. This is a boring ass show. I could see you could say Ken Roxon though as well because yeah. I also think that he's going to exit the series because he's going to do something dumb. Yes. So, man, this four fifty class <laughs> is going to be all over the fucking place, dude. All over the fucking place. Could you imagine if we would have got Jeffrey Hurlings? Holy shit! Fourteen factory guys, and I think we're going to be lucky if we have ten. By the time the series is over. And we got one, two, three. How many are out right now? So Marv four. Marv, Mookie, Dean. Yeah, so we've got and we've got four out. Yep. So here's the thing. I think Eli exits the series. I think Kenny exits the series. I mm-hmm. think Joey's knee's not gonna hold up. He's gonna exit the series. Okay. I think Shane will exit the series. I think AP is going to exit the series. I think, no, nah, I'll say Bogle makes it through the whole season because I don't think he's going to put a lot of stress on himself. So who else have we got? We got any other factory teams? I don't think so. Yeah. So five factory dudes, I think, exit the series at some point due to injury or just. <laughs> I'm going to do that now. That's going to be my thing. I'm just going to hit myself in Baseball. the head. Baseball. Yeah. Do, would you agree with that or am I going too much on that? No, you're probably about right. Okay. Because that's what it was right last year, right? Right about five Something or six. Like that. I don't remember. Yeah, because you had Zacho, AC. Honestly, yeah. I forgot that. I I forgot what happened through most of Supercross at this point. Yeah, that's true. Um, I forget things almost instantly. Nah, well, I mean, just like me, I'm assuming you've had concussions, so probably. I don't know it, but well, probably. that's the thing you wouldn't know. <laughs> it's like it's like Johnny. What was I talking about? <laughs> What's happening? Shout out Johnny Hopper. Love you, buddy. Um, yeah. I, let's just say this. We're going into to be talking about the 250s that are always question marks all over the place. I think this is the first time in a long time I could say that I think there's more question marks in the 450 class than there's yeah. 250s. Oh, yeah. Because half the dudes, you don't know if they're going to make it through the whole entire year. Hey, look, everybody, just enjoy the outdoor series this year. It could be one of the last ones we have that has any sort of stacked field like this. So. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's very, very true. But all I know is, dude, Fox 1, <laughs> that's going to be wild. Yeah. All right, so this concludes our part one here of our Outdoor Series preview show. Um, We will be right back with part two. If you're listening to this in podcast form, I'm probably just going to put this all at one because we're not quite an hour and a half in. If you're watching this on YouTube, part two is going to be a separate video because it's going to have our 250 outdoor preview on it. people to talk about. So thanks, everyone, for joining us for part one. And uh, like I said, we'll be back with part two. All right, welcome back. Part two of our show. Once again, thanks to all our sponsors that are on board with us. 
Energy Fuel, Premier Custom Trailers, TLR Coatings, Holster Co., Alias Sport, Dirt Bike Depot, JT Cycle, Adept Creative Co., Gutterworks, Isaac Nelson Design, and Clutch Media. Don't forget about our Dylan Danger Zone shirts with our Moto Aftermath Show logo and our 2022 Outdoor Tour on the back. Links in the description below. We are back and we are talking to... 50 outdoor motocross action here. The wild child class. The, the wild child class. So, um, all right, let's get this popping here. Um, let's start off with the Club MX team, even though they really don't have a 250 guy for a while here. Oh, Jace Owen. Yeah, Jace Owen. Jace Owen. He'll be the one in the first part of the series. Uh, Lopes at some point will enter the series because he, as many, if you don't know, uh, at the last round it came out that he has been having problems with his one arm falling asleep basically yeah falling asleep so he's down in brazil getting that uh, worked on <sighs> look the only thing i'll say about jason owen is and i like jason a lot i watched a lot of his amateur career through the pro ranks is he's always been this way really really fast and then about 15 minutes in he kind of pulls a jared <laughs> fry and he just dies somewhere on the track um, I don't know. Jace Owen hasn't ridden the outdoor series since I think the last time he did, he was on a privateer Honda. And the rounds that he did, I want to say it was like 2017, 2016. No, no, he's an indoor guy to me. Is yeah, all he is. He so. is he's, well, I don't, I don't really know this for sure, but I don't think Jace takes the whole training off the bike too seriously when it comes to outdoors. He's just one of those guys that really likes to ride. What's that fine? You can, you can get yourself in shape that way, but we all know you have to isolate certain body parts to get them better. Yeah. I don't really know how he's going to do, and I also feel like it's one of those things that if it's going bad, he just might say, hey, man, like I, you guys know I'm a Supercross guy. Like, Can I just leap, like exit? Mm -hmm. You know? I think his day, like he'll have good days. I think his good days are like 12 to 15. Yeah. It's kind of the same way with about Enzo. Like, Enzo hasn't raced outdoors in a long time. I think his speed is a top 10 guy, but also Enzo, to me, is a supercross guy. Yeah. He's, these are these are two guys that are very, very talented on dirt bikes, but they are a specialty. Two, they're two specialty guys, and it's supercross. Yep. They're outdoors. There's just a lot of things that I think go against them. Now, if you told me Enzo goes to Washougal and gets a seventh in a moto, I'd mm -hmm. be like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But you're also talking about two guys that haven't rode the outdoor series in a very, very long time. I, the last time I remember Enzo riding outdoors was JGR. That was like, what, 2018, 2017? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a long time ago, and he was like yep. a rookie then. So I don't really have a lot of high hopes for their, their 250 team, which is very unfortunate because at one point in Supercross with those two and Phil, and you could even say with Thurry and Marchbanks, they were like always in the top five at some point. Yep. But outside of Amart, and I guess you could say Phil on a 450. They're a Supercross team. Mm -hmm. They really are. Like, Garrett's really good outdoors. But we just talked about it in the 450 class. So I don't really have a lot of high expectations on this team. I like both guys. I think they're really solid dudes. But I think 12 to 15 is the kind of the cap for them. I don't have anything to add to it because I don't have any expectations for either one of them. I think they'll be there. You think there. 12 to 15 is, is kind oh, of where they're yeah. at? Okay. Because oh, yeah. they are still fast. Yeah. They're still fast. They're not... You know, they're not 20 to 25th place dudes. They're still fast. They're on good equipment. But yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah but so, there's just nothing to nothing to write home about Because there. This, this field, as we go, is like we always say with the 250s, it's very, very deep. Yep. So to get a top 10, you have to be really on it. And I just don't know if at 28 minutes into the moto, if those two dudes are going to want to keep suffering, they just be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Yep. So uh, moving on to God, son of a. You know, I didn't put that far enough over is the problem. Yeah. Yeah, because you're pretty much... Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Um, all right. Moving on uh, to our 
friends over at Suzuki who just kick it, bro. The Bar X Suzuki this team. This is a good team, actually. So I, my knowledge of them is sparse on a lot of them. So well, you know three of the guys. Let's start off with Dylan Schwartz. Top think, guy on the team. Top guy on the team. Remember, at the end of the year, he was and four he's to much seven. Much smoother outdoors than indoors. <laughs> four to seven outdoors at the end of the year. Yes. This guy, I have a lot. Of, well, okay, yeah, he is healthy. He is healthy because I was trying to think if I had heard anything otherwise. He is healthy. They've had another year to get that bike dialed in with their package, their yep. engine package, their chassis components. Yep. We know that those bikes can yank holies. I mean, Carson Mumford at the beginning of Supercross was always what one through three on the oh, start. Yeah. So the bikes are good. Camera, who's building their bikes? I don't. I think Twisted is. I, don't I think know. it is. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's Twisted. So. Dylan Schwartz. He's going to be a top five dude. Oh, I think. for sure, for sure. Especially like when we he get was back. last year. It was last year, and that bike wasn't as good last year as it was this year because they nope. didn't have as many. They didn't have much help. Yeah. Just Sit. don't. Just don't stall it. <laughs> just don't stall it. Hey, remember, man. Just fingers on the clutch all the time. <laughs> just kick it, bro. Uh no, Dylan Schwartz. He will, without a doubt, be that guy that is going to frustrate every quote-unquote factory dude. 100%. Because you're going to look at it and go, that bike's 10 years old. That's not even a full factory team, and this dude is going two seconds faster than me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to make a I, – I don't know the intricacies of his contract, but he better be on a factory team next year. If he goes out and does what he did again next year or right. this past he year – He probably will be. Suzuki's factory team. That's true. Because Suzuki's making a comeback, baby. Maybe it'll be on the HEP side. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Are we just both in agreement that Dylan Schwartz is going to be super fucking good? Yeah. At, like, there, nothing tells me. He was 10th last year in the points, which mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that. He was 10th in the points. Yeah. He's going to do much of the same. Yeah. Like, if he gets, if he get, if he goes out and he tells me he gets 4-4 in a mode or 4-4 in a weekend, I'll be like, yep, that's where that's Dylan it. Schwartz, yep. that's who Dylan Schwartz is outdoors. Yep. Not really good in Supercross, really fucking good outdoors. Yep. And I really like the kids, so, yes. Okay. Uh, Mumphy? Carson Mumford. What? I, dude, I don't have a lot to say about his outdoor thing. I mean, he rode outdoors for Geico there, and then, did he go all the rounds last year? No. No, I don't think so. I you think know, he, I you think know. He, a solid podcast would have a way to look this up. Well, we're out in the middle of Bufu, Egypt, so... I don't even have cell service yeah. where we're sitting in the studio uh, right now. No, I think Mumphy, I think that he is kind of in the same boat as a lot of these dudes. I think that his good weekend is like a ninth, and then he's just 10 to 15 the rest of the time. Yeah, probably. I just don't think... I did see a video of him riding... Where was it? Uh, I don't know, not his compound, because I heard he sold it. Or yeah. he's trying to sell it. Where was it? I High guess, bro. Yeah. Well, he was doing motos with Shmoda. Okay. Um, I can't... No, was it Milestone? I don't know where it was. Uh, they were doing motos on like one of their Wednesday night or Thursday night practice sessions for just pros. And I mean, he was keeping Joe behind him for like a good 10 minutes, but then it's like, well, track super one line. It's more super crossy outdoors than anything. So it's not rough. I don't know. Mumford, I hate dissing on the kid because I've very been very critical of all the hype that's been around him. I think his Supercross season until he got hurt or whatever his issue was halfway into the year yeah. was better than I expected because he was 7th and 8th at a couple rounds. Yeah. But now, once again, you're talking about a kid. I don't think his cardio, he'd go 35 minutes. I don't think he can get when we get to the East Coast. He goes 35 minutes. I don't know. I don't know what his cardio is like. I mean, he's working with Davey. Yeah. Or at least but, he was. So. Yeah, but Davey holds him accountable, but still, I mean, that's only going to go so far. Yeah. I will say that he is a ten to fifteen guy. I mean, I'm I'm right there with you on that one. So because I don't see it being a whole lot better than yeah. that. Yep. Um. Then we have Derek Drake. 
God, his, his heart. Talk about a big old question mark. His heart rate's not 210 anymore, so Jesus that's a big Christ. positive. I can't even fathom that. I can't either. Uh, Derek Drake. I get to 185, and I'm dying. Yeah, I think the highest I've ever been is 190, and it was like fucking. I was dying. I was dead. 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 Uh, Derek Drake. Crashed, and I was dead. <laughs> Crashed in the whoops. Teammate took me out. I died. No, I died. I came back to life. Derek Drake. The heart issue is under control, so that is good, just for his overall well-being of living. Yeah. Was solid Supercross, was a 9-12 to 12 guy. He's a better outdoor guy. I think Derek Drake, he rips some hole shots. I think he runs top five for 15 minutes in some motos, and I think he ends up in, like, ninth. Yeah. I think he is the same thing outdoors as he is indoors. He's 9-12. to 12. He's better than Mumford. He's, he's <laughs> This whole team's in the top 15. <laughs> yeah. Well, Schwartz, that's more 5-7, to 4-7. Seven, yeah. to seven. But Derek Drake is better than Mumford. Yeah. So I will give him credit that 10 to 15, if Mumford's 10 to 15, Derek, Derek Drake's 9 to 12. Because let's not forget those, like, dude, remember WW on that TLD? Like, he was leading for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then he ragged his shit in the rollers. I think that was the I think that was the motor that, that Sexton won. Yeah. So he knows how to go out and run that pace for an extended amount of time. But I think that's the extent of it, though. Yeah. I just, I, I don't think, I don't think cardio, obviously now with his heart rate under control, I don't think that's it. I just I think that he is not done it enough mentally to mm-hmm. be able to be like, yep, he can go do that like a Dylan Schwartz. He yeah. can go do that consistently. So I think there'll be times like, dude, we go to Fox Raceway next when we go next weekend for the opener, and if he yanks a holy and he pulls a Max Volan like last year and leads for twenty minutes, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because he did it at WW in twenty twenty. But once again, he's not done it enough times where I think mentally he knows how to prepare himself for it. Yeah. So like nine to twelve, same thing as Supercross, which for him, dude, that's great. Good for him. That's a that's he's not dead. He's not dead. His heart didn't fall out of his chest. So yeah, I mean, I think you have Dylan Schwartz, who is without a doubt the leader of that team. You have a solid dude, two dudes in Mumphy and Derek Drake. And then there's Preston Kilroy, who I don't know when he's coming back. That injury that he had at what was I think it was Indy was not good. If yeah. I remember correctly, I think it was a femur. So we might not That's even exciting. Yeah, we might not even see him this year. If we do he was good last year at the end of the year, but once again, it's another thing that a lot of guys were hurt. So mm-hmm. I think Kilroy is a little underrated. Preston's thing is, is he needs to stop getting hurt. Yeah. Because he was hurt twice through Supercross. He literally made less laps on the track than Max Volan did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Solid. Uh, that Solid. tells That tells you where he... Uh, Preston, just come back and make it through the whole season or yeah. just make it through what you can. No expectations, man, because you he had two bad crashes. Mm-hmm. He probably shouldn't even came back from the first one when he did, and he did, and obviously it didn't work out well. So, yeah, four to seven guy with, with Dylan Schwartz, which is fucking phenomenal for that team, and then just nine to 15 guys with Mumphy and Drake. Yep. I don't think you can expect any better out of a Suzuki team that's not full factory. No, not so. at all. Um, all right, moving on, next team. We've got the Rockstar Husky guys. Let's just start right off the bat here. So how many times per race does RJ crash? And I'm not talking a tip over in the corner. I'm oh, you're not talking, talking about a front end push. No, I'm talking ragdoll. Let's see. He did it about 25,000 times in Supercross. So, oh, man. So RJ. now we got 24. RJ, RJ, RJ. I, it's kind of like a Barsha. Same thing always, right? Really, really fast. At some point, you could look at him and go, he's he's. I mean, dude, let's not forget from High Point to Southwick or High Point to Millville last year, there were times where J Mart, Jet, and Cooper were not faster than him outright. I mean, do you remember the most famous one is that Red Bud round? He goes 2 2 and gets the overall, which and would he would think. And he crashed 67 times. And the thing is, get, we got to give him credit where credit's due. 
he crashed three times and caught Jet three different times. Yep. So RJ is just like he's Barsha. You know what you're going to get out of him. He's going to be really, really fast. He probably will win a moto or two at some point this year. And then the rest of the year be going, dude, what what the f- what are you doing? Like Southwick, bro. <laughs> two times in the same left-hander. Goes high in the berm, leans in, pushes the front end because there's no more berm there. Same spot. Three laps in a row. Like Is, is this just a brain thing with him? Like it's he just can't be. he just can't comprehend it. It's kind of like the whole thing that we talk about with coach where things are going this fast. Oh, you mean like me last week? Like, like I'm used to this and then it was going like this and I, I was like, it, oh boy. I think it's the same thing as you get with a lot of these dudes is, is I think that they're so talented and they just react. They don't process. They just react. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Which is where it comes into play with Jet. He processes. He can process. It's slowed down for him. We talk, you know, you hear always the saying with, with stick and ball sports, the older you get into your career, the thing more things slow down because your brain has computed that over and over and over again. Yep. Where with RJ, like, he is just so talented and so good. But once again, he's never really – he did the same thing as an amateur. He didn't crash as much, but he was so much better than everybody else that he just reacted, and usually it worked out for him. Mm-hmm. only thing I'll ever say about RJ is is that if he could have ever – because I think he's too late in his career, which is unfortunate, but I think he is. If he ever was able to figure out what he was missing, god damn, he could have been good. Yeah. He could have – he should have. He would have won titles by now. His mm-hmm. outright speed is through the roof, but he crashes too much. Yep. So yeah, that's all I really have to say about RJ. Like I don't think he, it's always the same thing with him. Really, I'm really say fast. He crashes at least twice per moto, every single moto of the year. So forty-eight crashes. He will win. He will win a moto at some point, though. Maybe not two, but he will win a moto. I mean, he won a moto last year. I don't know about that. He did last year. I don't know about that. I, I don't know how you could say otherwise. He did um, last year. I, yeah, I don't know about that. I, I'd have to disagree. I'm fifty-fifty on that one. I think I think we'll have to disagree. Let's get to our first disagreement here. Yeah. I'm 50-50 on that. Which is fine, but I just I think that be he did it last year. I think that there's no reason it, to tell me why I won't do it again. It's this one year. of those things he could win a moto and I'd be like, "Well, well yeah, he he's could. that fast." Yeah. 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 But then it'd be the other thing where it's like you get through all 24 and he didn't win any and all he did was crash a bunch and yeah. be on the box a bunch of times and I'd be like, "Yep, that sounds about right." Well, this tells you this will sum up and this I do know Weege brought this up. Okay. So, last year, yeah. Jay Coop was on the podium 14 times. Okay. Got second in the points. Yep. We know he had some issues. Come to find out he was dealing with some shit. Whatever. 14 times. Yeah. Guess how many times RJ was on the podium last 14 year? 14 times. 11 times. So 11 times. Justin Cooper was 100 points better than RJ. <laughs> and I'm looking right at both cameras. Let that process for a minute. Justin Cooper was on the podium 14 times. Got second in the points. RJ was on the podium 11. Don't know where he finished. Justin Cooper was a hundred points better. I'm sorry, I'm not really, really that. I'm not really that good with math, but basic math tells me that should not fucking happen. No, that tells you all you need to know about RJ's season last year. Yep. So, all right. Uh, moving on with the Husky team here, Jalik Swole. Does Swole end up on the box? Nope. Uh-uh. Nope. How long before Swole is the next? Um... You know he's signed for next year. I did hear that. How? Who else do they have? We've said this before, and I'll say it again. The Austrian brands are fucking just, they're like a turtle on their back right now. They're just fucking, ah, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what to do. I could, I, there's a, so many more people you could assign that would have done the same fucking thing as Jalik. Like who? Well, I don't know who doesn't. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, 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 no. I don't, I can't say because I don't know people's contracts. Oh. I don't know people's contracts. Dude, I would sign Derek Kelly over I would Jalik Swole. That's that's a bold statement there. Why? They were literally just as good as one another last year. 
or this past Supercross season. I know Derek Kelly is not as good outdoors. Derek Kelly at least was fifth, what, twice this year? Yeah. Jalik was fifth once? Yeah. I think it's fucking pretty simple. I don't know, man. Yeah, the Jalik Swole thing is... He will not live up to his potential. No. Ever. And he won that one round last year at High Point, but he only won because RJ was literally 9 million fucking miles ahead of him and then snapped a chain. Do you know what this takes me back to? This takes me back to... Do you remember when he was coming out of Loretta's? And he won the, what was it, Horizon Award or something? Yeah. And he like got up on stage and was like, "Oh yeah, I don't really give a shit, like whatever." And everybody's like, "Oh no, that's just like he's just like he's just got like this I don't really care attitude type deal. Like he's serious about it, but he just doesn't really care." Okay, well the I don't really care has showed through a lot because mm-hmm. it's just it it like the the pro career for him hasn't gone great. Like you remember, was it last year or the year before when they were doing the whole? get to know the riders, and they were shoving that down our throat, and they were giving, like, hey, what? You remember that, though, with Jalik? Do you remember that with Jalik, though, when he was just like, yeah, you know, like, I should think I should be doing this, and then he made the comment, they asked, like, they asked everyone, what would you think you'd be doing if you weren't doing this? And he was like, oh, you know, like, Formula One would have been cool, or golf. And I know that some people, like, like you said about the Horizon thing, oh, it's just his, like, it's a a facade. It's like, that's not who he really is. Pretty sure that's who Jaleek Swole really is. He, I don't have any like I don't have any issues with him, and I'm not like trying to talk a bunch of shit. But like, dude, you just you haven't done anything. Yeah, I mean, you've been on the box what once in Supercross, maybe? Has no, he I don't think he's ever been even on the box. Okay. No, he had the one t- the one time. So he's got one podium in Supercross. Yeah, and, and I think got? the one podium and one the one went outdoors, outdoors. But he only yeah. won that outdoors because once again, RJ's chain snap. Yeah, that would have never happened. Jaleek wouldn't have got that overall. Yeah. Because he went 1-3, if I remember correctly. I'm just not impressed. I'm way no, underwhelmed no. with it. And I think the whole... We've talked about this off, off the show. The whole Austrian deal, 450 and 250. Like, they need to reevaluate what the fuck they're doing. Look, I... Because it isn't, it isn't going superb. And you know me... Since we've added gas gas yeah. here. And you know me. I'm a guy that is always willing to give guys second chances, sometimes third, if they've proven it once. And I even gave Jaleek credit after he won that overall high point last year. We went into our our wrap up show and be like, "Hey, he won an overall. Let's give him some slack." Problem though is, is, he loosened up that chain a little bit, and he fucking didn't do anything with it the rest mm-hmm. of the year. Yep, he did nothing with it. No, dude, we went from high point and we had that break, and then we went into Red Bud, and all the talk was is, and I remember watching Jalik when we were there on Friday, walking around. He had this little swagger to him, whatever, and we were all sitting up there going, "Oh man, is he gonna keep it rolling?" Dude, he was like tenth that whole weekend. And I don't even remember paying attention to him but one time. And I go, oh, there's Jalik. You want to know why I was paying attention to him? Because he was getting fucking lapped. <laughs> I'm like, what, dude, you come off the best moment of your pro career to date. Yeah. You get a little bit of slack. And then you do nothing with it. Mm-hmm. What? It's just been a disaster. It has. But yeah. how the hell he got signed already? And I understand that some people were either signed or whatever. Give a fucking private... T- like I said, yeah. Derek Kelly. Yeah. There's guys you could come up with. Dylan Schwartz. <laughs> Give somebody a chance because Jalik has squandered his chance. He's been with that team since, what, 2019? He's done nothing. Before that, he was with him in amateurs. No, I mean as far as pro. Oh, I think yeah. 2019 yeah, was yeah. his rookie season. Yeah. He's done nothing. Yep. So nope. Um, and then the last guy on that team, this Sal- guy, I have to give a little bit more leeway to oh, because he's been okay. not only because he's been hurt more than his results. When he's been healthy, he's actually been good. It's just the problem is he gets hurt too much. But that's another thing, dude. He just he's been hurt. 
And we've already heard somewhat they signed to Star, Star for next year, yep. which makes no fucking sense to me either. Nope. But Styles Robertson, I mean, I have no expectations for him outdoors. I if think, he's in the top 10, I think it's a win. If, if he's if he's in the top 10 and he goes all 12, it's yeah. a win as far as I'm concerned for him. Yeah, because think about this, and I made this comment to somebody earlier in the year during Supercross after Daytona. I go, uh, so Daytona, it's two years in a row he got second. Okay, cool. And that's only because he ripped the whole shot. Mm-hmm. It got tracked down and then gapped. But outside of that, he's been decent. Here's the thing. Styles has not finished an entire season once since he's gone pro. Mm-hmm. He has not finished an entire Supercross season. He's not finished an entire outdoor season. And I know sometimes people just get hurt. There's no way around it sometimes. That's just the way your genetics are. Some people are just more prone to getting hurt. Strange. Yeah, strange also. Uh, here's the thing, though. That's only going to go so far, and I know that his speed is pretty good, but here's the first person that I will say, I think cardio is his fucking issue. Some people talk about, oh, it's a mental thing, or you know, the technique does not allow him to go for 35 minutes. I don't think Styles, his cardio is good enough to go 35 minutes outdoors. Because, dude, if you remember back to Paula 1 last year, I think he was running sixth. I could even go back to Redbud 2020. He was running top five. And then 20 minutes into the moto, he starts dropping anchor. Mm-hmm. And he ended up 10th and like 40 seconds off of where he was the previous three laps. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a byproduct because he's hurt all the time, so he can never fully get to his peak. But cardio is Styles Robertson's issue. That kid fades so badly. Mm-hmm. And he even does it in Supercross. He fades so badly. Has it come out that he's got Epstein Barr or something? Uh, I don't know about that, but I know... I don't remember, because I remember like the injuries, but I don't remember if it's been talked about with the Epstein Barr It wouldn't Barr surprise thing. me. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. With all the shit we know about all these training facility kids and all this fucking... Yeah, I don't know. I just... I He's... P.S. Don't send your kids to training facilities. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Terrible idea. Yep. Um, I RJ, we kind of know where RJ's going to be. Styles and Jalik, just I, I don't know what to expect out of them. I think Styles will have a really good first round because he usually does. And then we'll get to round three at Thunder Valley and something will mysteriously happen with him. Which, once again, I don't understand how he's going to go signed. through the rollers, crash, die. <laughs> I don't understand how he's signed to start next year. I don't I, get that. That doesn't make any sense to me either. I don't but that's get it. That's a different conversation for a different time. Yeah. So, all right. Um, let's move on here. Gas, gas team. Higher ceilings, though. Got to be higher ceilings for these two. Yes. Uh, so m- let's just start with Michael Moseman because Jesus is a savage. Go for it. What do you think? He's going to be fast. <laughs> is he going to finally get a moto win? That's a great question. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like with RJ. He's going to be really, really fast, and he's going to crash a lot. Actually, you know what? No, he's not. Okay, I, I don't see it. Is he the same as last year? Because he was pretty decent at the end of last year, but it's like, yeah. Hey, you want me to go this far? At Redbud, he will rip a start. Okay, he's going to be leading. Okay, he will then crash on the roller <laughs> on the inside after the downhill ski jump. Oh god, and that will cost him the moto. Or he will... <laughs> nope, nope, that's it. Okay. That's it, right there. Okay, okay. Stamp that, timestamp that. I want somebody to correct me <laughs> here when it's... Actually, I want somebody to come on and give me props when I'm right at the Redbud National. Oh, I was just going to say that he was going to try hucking the leap and frame it and just fucking go to Indonesia and literally... Just no, no, that's Forkner. We'll get to him. Don't worry. Ah, yeah, okay. Ah, uh, man. Mosman's kind of like RJ, except he hasn't been doing it as long. 
He's just really, really fast, and you just watch him, and you go, how in the hell does this dude never won? RJ has. But like, how in the hell has Mosman never won? Because he does these stupid front-wheel pushes. Is he becoming the younger Martin Davalos? Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's becoming the younger Martin Davalos. Yes. It's like Martin, but not foreign and younger. So <laughs> He's it's like Martin, but the opposite. Yeah. Uh, and it's crazy, too, because they were talking about this on the Supercross broadcast where, like, he just doesn't even, like, they asked him, like, hey, you remember crashing that corner? He goes, no, I just blocked that stuff out. <laughs> Listen, Michael, I think you probably shouldn't block that stuff out. I think you should, should think about it a little bit. I think bit. you should think about it a little bit. Like, why are you doing this? And they, and then there's always a flip side to the comment that I make about people, like, not, like, just reacting and not processing I think because Michael is the way he is, I think he goes on the opposite. I think he overthinks things too much. Yes. He focuses too much on literally this section and then this section where instead of tying it all together, it's like he focused on this section. Like, say, for instance, just for the viewers, like, say you come out of a corner and you're like, all right, this is going to hit the triple. He is so focused on that one thing. But the problem is that he's been so focused on getting over the triple that when he lands, he hasn't yet caught up to what he's going to do when he gets to the corner. <laughs> and I know most people are like, well, that sounds dumb. Nailed that triple. Yeah, exactly. But do you Fuck, see what, there's do a you, corner. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying, though? Like, I tried to Dude. dumb I tried to dumb that down a little bit, and I'm not trying to call our viewers dumb, but I was trying to simplify that. I think that that might actually be Michael's problem. Like, he overthinks sections too much. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's good to be in the moment. You can't think too far ahead. But the thing, though, is, is you can't be just thinking about, oh, I need to get over this triple. You need to think, about, okay, this is the line I'm taking this triple, and this is going to set me up for this line in the next section. He literally goes section to section. And I think that's why he does some of the things he does. Because it's almost like he's over-processing it. It would make sense. It would make sense. That's all I have for Michael because that's the only thing I can think of. Opposite RJ. That kid is too talented to never have won an outdoor. He's never won an outdoor moto, if I'm correct. Yeah. Never won. He just got his first Supercross win this past year. I don't think he's going to win one this year either. I don't think so either because I think, once again, you get, even though he's still young. Yeah. He's, what, four years into his pro career, right? No, I think so. Something like that. So four years. At some point, you got to shit or get off the pot. And I don't think he's getting off the pot anytime soon. Not weed. (laughs) Sorry, I had to clarify that. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think he's gonna be much like RJ. I think he's gonna be fast, and he's gonna be on the box several times. But it's just gonna be like stupid mistakes. Mm-hmm. Well, he will have stupid little mistakes, like you said, push the front end, not think about what he's doing in the corner after that yeah. section, whatever. Where RJ is just gonna ragdoll and then be like, "Oh fuck," and then get up and ragdoll again, and then be like, "Oh fuck," and then he comes across the line third, and you're like, "This fucker died twice <laughs> in the race," and here he is fucking Dude, in third, but whatever. They replayed that St. Louis crash from like a. Uh, a dome view that we watched him when he like faded too far to the bales and like holy shit i'm like how did rj live through that he just like hits the bale bounce into the concrete and you're like if that had been me i'd have died and he's just like what <laughs> <I'm> fine what <laughs> he does a lot of foam rolling <laughs> oh he does coach rj does a lot of foam rolling <laughs> a lot like elastic man <laughs> yeah exactly gumby there bounces um all right moving on to our next person here uh pierce, pierce down brown. In the brown here's a here's a hot take Okay. Pierce, Pierce Brown wins a moto. Really? I think so. Holy sh- why, why do you think that? He God is starting to put it together. Okay. Out of the three. Mm-hmm. Okay. He got him, RJ. Him, RJ, and, and Moseman. <laughs> I have seen the most uptick from him in Supercross. Because he was really fast He at was times. really fast, and he and was that, leading. And, and Detroit, then, he gave Jed all he could. He just yes. kind of went into the red a little bit. Yep. Really. So... I believe at some point in this summer, he is going to yank a start and just start checking out. That's and it might be late in the year even where, where you have, like, say, Jet is, you know, 
a thousand points ahead and just like I don't need to push it that hard. Mm-hmm. But I do think he wins a moto. Wow, that is the first hot fucking take. hot take, bro. That'd be cool though. I like Pierce Brown. You know I do. That'd yeah. be really really cool. Um, I mean I could see it when you lay it out that way. I really could. I could definitely see that. I, man, it's just kind of like with the 450 class though. Don't get me wrong. He's gonna go down a lot. So what also. do you? Okay, so what do you think he finishes in the points? This is like the trio. Oh. The three caballeros. We have the three caballeros of oh the fucking God. Austrians that just fucking die all the time. <laughs> Dude, the Austrian brands like just garbage pants in the two fifty class. Three. We've yet to get to the KTM team. Oh my god, team. We need to get we need to get a shirt made for these three. We need to get yeah, <laughs> dude, just get all their heads on yes, there. <laughs> the three the three caballeros there, dude. R. J. Mosman and Brown. Oh, uh, that yeah. like to play down in the brown. Look, man, I. When you lay it out that way, it's hard for me to argue. It's just one of those things, man, that, like, Pierce, man, I don't know. Because I don't know if his starts are good enough to do that. Is his speed good enough to do that? Yeah, for sure. Ah, yeah, I could see him doing it, like, the last round of, like, Fox or whatever. Yeah, good. Um, I like look. I really like Pierce Brown, and contrary to what the, all the shit talking I just did, I like Mosman, and I do like RJ. I've stuck up for RJ when nobody else would, and I mean nobody else in the industry would. I like all three of those dudes. I really like Pierce Brown, you know. But just once again, man, it's kind of like the same thing with Mosey and and RJ. Like he just he crashes a lot. But you are right. He did tone it back a little bit in Supercross. Um, I got an even better one. They're the three Musketeers. Who's the leader? Is RJ the RJ's leader? the leader RJ's for leader. sure? Because okay. and Pearson and <laughs> Pier- yeah, because Mosman and Brown they just kind of like tuck the front ends a lot. Yeah, yeah. Where, but where RJ's just like ragdoll through the air, just fucking oh, everywhere. Dude. It just reminds me it goes it's back awesome. to WW twenty twenty where gravity literally tried to kill RJ. Yes, yes, <laughs> yep. No, I I I could see it when you lay it out that way. I just man, a lot of circumstances are going to have to come together. I will say this about Pierce. I won't go that far as much as I would love to agree with you. I have to see a little bit more of the first couple rounds. I will say this. It will not shock me if Pierce ends up on the box more than RJ and Mosman do. Okay. But outside of the win, I will say I don't agree yet, but I would love to see it. I would love. I okay. think it's going to happen. Do you... So the last thing I'll say before we get to the last Austrian brand, out of those three, is he the highest, in your opinion, that has a better chance of getting a moto win? Yes. Okay. All right. That's all I needed to know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So moving on to the next Austrian brand here. And actually, we fucked up because I've thought about this now. They don't have anyone. Why? He's already made the announcement. He's not riding. He did? This is weeks ago. Yeah. I didn't know He's that. out for outdoors. I didn't know that. So KTM has no one. Yeah. See, we all knew, like, I don't know if everybody knew, but, like, we knew they were looking for a guy. I didn't know he made that announcement. Yeah, it was a video with a pra- with him doing a practice start at the bakery, and, yeah, it was, uh, he wasn't going to, he was out for outdoors because he hurt something. Hurt something. We all know what it really is. Yeah. Uh, so, Max Volan's not riding so outdoors. So, what the hell? KTM's trying to buy him out of his contract. So, when, when was this, when was this done? Like, was this two weeks ago? This was a while ago. It was weeks. You know, the wild thing is, is that Racer X then, they did their thing two weeks ago. It was filmed two weeks ago, and they were talking about Max riding outdoors. I'll so go wonder- back after this, but I'm 99% sure he's not riding outdoors. I mean, it wouldn't surprise comment me. Comment down below if we're fucking idiots and we're wrong. Actually, I'll probably comment and pin it anyway and say, hey, we're fucking wrong. Max Volan is riding outdoors, and he's going to fucking, you know, I, who knows what the fuck's going to happen. That's going to be really Big weird that KTM's not going to have a 250 guy if he doesn't ride. That was why they were trying to get Max, remember? Yeah. 
Anstey, by the way. Yes. Anstey, by the way. Which he turned them down because they probably aren't paying anybody. So anyway, okay, so we're off on that one. Um, wow. All right, moving on. Next team here. We got two big ones coming up. Oh, we do. Pro Circuit Kawasaki. You want to start with Jet Reynolds? Yes, I do. Okay, Jet Reynolds I don't think will be there until Thunder Valley, and he's going to crash and break his other wrist. <laughs> okay. All right. There we are. No, Moving I on. mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just... The kid fucking broke his wrist on press day on the first lap on a dragon's back. <laughs> like, what the? F- I- what is he gonna do? Like, this has been the biggest fucking mistake I've ever seen from a factory team. Jet Reynolds. Really? This is the biggest mistake. I mean, I I think I could think the of the biggest ones- mistake this week. Or <laughs> Jet Reynolds. Look, very accomplished. Many riders and amateur. Even had a pretty good big bike career. Jet Reynolds literally never won a fucking Loretta's title. Other than the what? I think it was 250B stock, maybe. And it, he didn't even... No, I don't think it was even that. Because I think three years in a row, he went to Loretta's and he never made it through the week. What the hell makes anybody think he can make it through 12 rounds of riding outdoors? He can't. He can't. And we've talked about this at length. We've talked about this at nauseum. These kids come up. They have trainers that overwork them. That's why they've all got Epstein bars. That's why you got everybody pampering your ass. Oh, my God. You're the greatest. You're going to do great. They're all fucking malnourished. That's why they all look like fucking twigs, anorexic Ethiopians. Like, it's fucking insane. And this is what happens. You're malnourished. You don't have the proper nutrients in your body. Everything, no matter what they say about getting their blood work done, that it, everything's fine. It's fucking not. You're not sleeping at night. So what? What coach always like to say? You're adrenally fatigued. Like yeah. you're smoked. And then you do something like you crash over dragon's back, and instead of bending and bouncing, you fucking break. Yeah, you stiffen out like fucking cardboard, and not that, cardboard and, like and, wood. And this is what's happening here. So even if he does make it through outdoors, <laughs> I would be hard pressed to see him doing any better than fifteenth. You wonder why he, Jet Lawrence <laughs> makes it through because he eats fucking donuts. All right, let's yeah, just get exactly. this out there. Soft, anyway, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So I don't see Reynolds making it. I mean, he might make it a few rounds before he gets hurt, but, but I don't see good. it going well. No, I'm. I see him in the top twenty. I'll put He'd that be lucky. out there. He'd be lucky to do that. He'd be lucky to do that. I'm sorry. Like everybody like talks about that, dude. His last year as an amateur, Chance Hymas and Levi Kitchen. Uh, Beat the... I can't wait to see him come up here. Do you hear that there's a possibility that somebody they're talking about Myrtle's trying to just maybe make it where he just doesn't even ride outdoors and do World Supercross and Supercross? Maybe. The first 250 guy to do it? Maybe. But anyways, Kitchen and Hymas beat the brakes off of Jet Reynolds. Beat the brakes off of him. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not high on Jet Reynolds. I'm just not. I'm not either. You guys can call me an asshole. I'm not giving the kid a chance. I watched enough of the Jet Reynolds amateur career, and after he got off Super Minis, he did Cue absolutely nothing. the Jet Reynolds fanboys in the comments right yeah. now. He did nothing. He did nothing yeah, after he Super hasn't, He hasn't done anything since he's since he was yeah. a kid. So, um, All right. So uh, from one person who won't do anything to another, Seth Hamaker. Hamaker will do something. It's just if he can stay healthy the entire season. I bet he makes it. I bet we're lucky if he makes it six rounds. Yeah. I mean, once again, you're talking about somebody got smoked by smoked smoked by his, out by a trainer, and yep, here we are. And yep. now they can't race outdoors. So the problem with the problem that sucks with Seth is, is he's going to be the first guy that you look at and go, if he could, if he didn't have those issues, God, he'd be good. I mean, last year outdoors, like, let's not forget when he what was it, Unadilla and Buds, 
He crashed at Bud's. Unadilla, I think he had a bike issue. He was top five in the motos that he before he had issues. Yeah. So his speed, I think outside of Fortner, speed wise, he's the fastest dude on that. Bu- he's the fastest dude on that team. It's just we know that when you have EBV, it never goes away, which really sucks because I love Seth. He's just his body has failed him at way too early of his career, mm-hmm. which is the worst thing in the world. Because like I said, I have so much confidence in this kid. If he never would have had that. He, I would say, would be the best dude on that team because look how good he was at the beginning of Supercross. I know it was a short little stint that we saw, but, dude, we were looking at it and going, holy shit, like mm-hmm. this kid could be battling with Christian Craig for the title. Once again, his trainer fucking failed him. He smoked him out. He got ABV, and now he's never going to be the same. I will say this, and I don't disagree with you because, once again, we know that once you get to the, the East Coast rounds, I will say this. I think that for most of the time before he bows out of the series because of that EBV flares up, mm-hmm. he's he's going to be top five. I think that he'll be top five, but I think that when it finally flares, I think that it's going to go downhill and we won't see him for the rest of outdoors, which really, really sucks because, like I said, I really, really like Seth a Needs lot. Needs to get on that Supercross-only deal. Yeah. That's his best bet. Because, dude, he was really good at the beginning of Supercross. Yeah. 2-2 two, two, or 2-3 two, or whatever it was. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just very unfortunate to look at a kid that has that much talent and, and a kid that genuinely just loves to ride and is actually determined. Yeah. And his fucking previous trainer smoked him. Yep. Um. All right, moving on. Joe Schmoda. Now, do we see normal Joe where he's like, say, just a consistent top five guy here this yeah. summer? Or do we see Supercross Joe where he's trying to push the pace to get to say Jet and Hunter and Forkner and he's just hitting the deck all the time. Which I, which one do we see? I think we see normal Joe because we looked at the end of Supercross. I think it was starting at the East West Showdown. He was he starting start, to mellow he out. He was starting to mellow out because okay. I like I talked about at the beginning of Supercross. He was riding past of what he is comfortable with doing. His smooth style does not allow him to do what he was doing yeah. consistently and it bit him in the ass because he is a very technique sound guy. But here's the problem. So he was really good last year, and he was even good that last year on Geico. He was a 5-10 to 10 guy. I think he was on the box a few times last year at the end of the year, got a bunch of fourths. He's not doing any better than a fourth, though. That's the thing. I don't see him being any better than a fourth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think his speed is good enough. No. I, do, I just don't. And I really like Joe. I hope that that's who shows up because if the Joe we saw at the beginning of Supercross shows up into outdoors, he won't make it three rounds. Yeah. Because him ragdolling off the ground because he got loose in the whoop section, yeah. He's not RJ. If he's going to ragdoll, <laughs> tell me tell me that we go to Thunder Valley and he rags down on that downhill sweeper and just cross ruts over three ruts and just smokes himself into the berm. Yeah. No, I really hope that the old Joe shows up and he just makes it the season because that Joe is very consistent and good. But once again, like, I don't think, I think fourth is a ceiling. Yeah. Because there's still a lot of good guys on this group, and there's a lot of guys that we can talk that we're going to talk about that I think are going to be making steps forward. So, yeah, I think that we get we see a lot of that same Joe, and I think on an average weekend he's like what five to seven. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it, well, hopefully, if he shows up, yeah. like we said, with that consistent Joe and not Supercross, I'm trying to take that step in speed, yep. Joe. Um, all right, moving on, uh, McAdoo. Didn't even make it one round in outdoors last year. Let me just put a big question mark over him because we don't have any fucking data here, essentially. He's fast at Supercross. Uh, outside of that, I don't know, man. I mean, he's never really been an outdoor guy. He's always been better in Supercross. Um, man, I don't I don't know. The hard thing with McAdoo is, is that we don't have a lot of data in the last couple seasons because, okay, so he exited the series 
literally round one, if I remember correctly, last year, right? So it was early. And then 2020, he didn't make it the whole season. Yeah. We don't have a lot of data on Cameron come outdoors. Nope. And I don't. And once he's another guy, I think he's a better supercross guy. I do. I think he's a better supercross guy than he is outdoors. Yeah. I'll put it this way. I think that outside of Jet Reynolds, until Seth exits the series, McAdoo is the worst dude on that pro circuit team. Really? Yeah. That's a bold take. Okay. So we're talking. We don't. We haven't even got to the last guy who we know is the fastest guy on that team. So that guy's gonna be better than him. Joe's more consistent, and Seth's faster than McAdoo outdoors. So I said outside of Jet, until hmm. Hammaker exits the series, McAdoo will probably be the worst finishing guy on that team. Interesting. Okay. Right. Now when you when you insert Jet Reynolds, then obviously Jet's the <laughs> Jet's the slow. He's the worst dude on that team. But once again, we don't even know how many rounds Jet will show up to, and that's why I do the caveat yeah. until Hammaker exit the series. McAdoo will be the worst dude on that team. Hammaker exits, then it's going to be... That's a bold move. I, Cameron's not faster than Seth outdoors. He's not fast. He's not more consistent than Joe, and we know he's not even close to Fortner speed outdoors, and he hasn't made it the last two seasons. Hmm. So that's why I say with a caveat, until Hammaker exits the series, McAdoo's going to be the fourth-placing guy on that team. I'm not going to go that far. I don't know. It's. I think it's going to be a toss-up between him and Hammaker. But Hammaker's faster than him, though. Yeah. When's the last time McAdoo's gotten fifth in a moto any, at any point outdoors? I don't know. I don't remember McAdoo riding outdoors since, like, a Geico Honda days. That's That's my point. Hammaker already did it. He did it last year. All right. Well, hey, whatever, man. What, Dude, cool. Chill. Relax. No, I'm chill. I just... Don't get up and flip the table. There's a lot of expensive shit on it. I just don't see... Including these new Dylan Dangers, I'm sure. Let's make sure to pick one up. (laughs) I just... I don't see any... If we're going off of evidence, there's no evidence to tell me otherwise. McAdoo has never been a podium guy outdoors. He's... I don't think he... I don't even know if he's ever even gotten a top five. He's usually been like a seven to ten guy outdoors, and that's his cap. He's a better Supercross guy. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Not that I don't like him, and obviously I like his trainer, Nick Way, but... Evidence has proven since he's went pro, he has always been a better Supercross guy. Mm-hmm. Now, if he learns to back it down a little bit, kind of like a lot of these kids in this class, then maybe. But, dude, he hasn't made it through an outdoor season fully yeah. in a long time. Hmm. So I just there's no evidence to prove otherwise. Hmm. Um, all right, last guy on that team, Forkner. Okay, so where does he slot in here? Oh, dude. He's well, going to be fast. I think... Does he make it through the whole series? Let's yes, start there. I think he makes it through okay. the whole... Well, we got to look at it in Supercross. He didn't make it through the whole series. It was not his fault. Yeah. And we saw he came back. He blitzed that heat race. The chipmunk. Oh, he blitzed that heat race at the East-West Showdown when he caught and passed RJ. Yeah. He won Foxborough. Yep. I mean, dude, we kind of talked about it last year outdoors. Look, Fortner just wants to make it through the season. Mm-hmm. He wants to make it through the whole season healthy. Can't crash. He's got to start putting this together. The beginning of Supercross was good this year, and then we don't need to relive it. The thing with him and Jet was not his fault. So he didn't exit the series because of something he did. It was just bad circumstances. Came back, killed it right away. Last round wasn't great, but we kind of feel that like he was looking at it well, you know, kind of off the high of Foxborough. Like, I'm not really in the points. What's the point? Yeah. And bad starts the whole time anyway. People forget, Fortner, he's won outdoor races. He's won overalls. I know it's been a long time, but once again, the last time he was fully in an outdoor season where his head was there was 2019. I think he got fourth in the points that year. Hmm. Speed is not the issue with him. I think it depends on if if the Fortner of old shows up. Yeah. I think Fortner's going to be right in that top three points battle. I'm not saying a title. But once again, like you always like to talk about, 
we like to we can work with speed. Mm-hmm. And there's no denying how fast Arkston Fortner is. Yep. It's just can he consistently do it? Outside of the last round, if you look at the last few rounds that he rode, and even before he got hurt at round two in Supercross, he was doing it. Yeah. Like if you look at what he did a total of five rounds this year, correct? Yeah, I think the first so, two yeah. and then three. Yes. So out of the four rounds, four of those five rounds, which we can take out the last round because we kind of know how people feel about that. Out of the four rounds that he rode in Supercross, he was either the best guy or he was the number two guy. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's I mean, that's all I have for you. Like, I think that is he going to win motos? I think he does. Okay. I don't. I don't see why there's not. If he comes in with that mindset of hey, like I know where I can where my limit is, and then when I get to that limit, back it down a little bit. Yeah. I don't see why not, because his speed is just as good as Jets. It's just as good as Jacobs. It's just as good as Hunter. We just know he can't do it for 12 motos, mm-hmm. or 24 motos, 12 rounds, 24 motos. Yeah. So I think that he is, I think everybody kind of has an idea of who the three guys are, which, by the way, we didn't even say this. Jeremy Martin is not riding outdoors. I guess we, we haven't wait. got to that team yet. But I think that he's going to be in there, and I think it's going to be a toss-up, and I won't say the person yet until we get to the team, but I think it's a toss-up of, I think he could be third in the points. I'm not going to say who he's going to battle with. I'll wait till we get to that team. But I think he could be third in the points. I don't see why not. I think his speed is too good. And if he has finally learned to, this is my limit, and I need to be right here, I I think he's too talented. And I think he now realizes that this is the, the time of, hey, I'm going to get my 450 ride is now literally hitting its last stop. Mm-hmm. Which, once again, if you look at Supercross, it wasn't his fault for the first time in how many years it was not his fault this time. Yeah. If it would have been his fault, if he would have just, hey, man, I'm trying to go out there being the fastest, and I skipped across in the whoops, dropped the front end, and I arrowed into be like, oh, same old Austin Fortner. We can't really say that it w- that happened this year. This was no. not his fault this time. No. So we have to give him a little bit of credit. I know you're not a big Austin Fortner fan. I'm not a fan of his. I just know how good he can be. We have to give him a little bit of credit on that end. This time it was not his fault. Yeah. So if we go off with that my, that thinking, I don't know why we wouldn't think he could do it. Yeah. I don't know how you feel, but... Dude, I'm with you. I think he's going to get wins. He might snatch an overall here yep. and there, too. Um, and, yeah, I think he's going to be battling in the points, but I don't I don't see him no, winning. No, I don't see him winning the title either. I don't. I, I don't yeah. I'm not saying that either. I, I want to clarify that. I'm not saying that either. I just think that we would both agree that his speed is too good not yeah. to be up there. Yeah. Because, let's be honest, outside, like... His speed, even on an off day, when he's actually Austin Fortner, is no worse than a fifth, yeah. in my opinion. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I truly believe, I think that there's a possibility he's going to be third in the points. I won't mention who I think he's going to be battling with third in the points, but I think it's I think he will be battling for that third place spot. Yep. So, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, next team, Star Racing, Yamaha here, 87,000 riders. All right, let's start with the rookie here. Um, cause you kind of figured this out here before it was even announced mm-hmm. or confirmed. So Nick Romano is going to go pro starting at the first round. Yep. I don't really know shit other than he told Steve Mathis to suck his balls, which was hilarious. Um, all right. What do you think Romano is going to do? So I'll ask you this. Okay. Where do you think Chance Hymas would have finished had he been racing outdoors this year? Yeah. God, I don't know. Chance is good, but I, I just don't know. If you were to just guesstimate, just give me a spot. You don't have to be precise. Top eight? One spot better. Okay. One spot better. So he's going to be a, a, a four to nine guy? 
Yes. Okay. Wherever you think Chance Hymas, and this is just, I'm asking you because yes. you're a big Chance Hymas fan. I like Hymas too, but I'm more of a Romano guy. Wherever you think Chance Hymas would have finished, one spot better. Four, so four to, four to nine, yeah, essentially? Yeah, one spot better. Romano has got the speed. He's got the cardio. He has the determination. He's another kid that just genuinely, I mean, dude, he'll go ride sand tracks and pound out 35 minute motos for fun. Like, mm-hmm. that's what he does. And then he goes on a cycle ride. Yeah. Like, that's his thing. Okay. He loves to ride. He kind of was an underdog for a lot of his amateur career until he got into 85s, and then he slowly started just winning more and more and more. He for, He's foregoing this season because of a lot of the, the health issues going on with the star team and guys not being there for outdoors. Yeah, I think if anybody were to just have a gauge of where they think Chance Hymas would have finished, go one spot better, and I think that's where Romano is. I think hmm. that because he's a rookie, there's not going to be a lot of expectation because he wasn't really even supposed to ride nationals until after Loretta's. But yeah, I think that four to nine is kind of where Romano's going to be. Okay, I, th- I, I think that's where he's at. I think that he, I think is, I think his speed of being consistently in the top five is a little off yet. But he yeah. is a rookie. But outside of that, like he's he's very well rounded. He he's a very solid dude. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And when I watch him ride, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Justin Cooper. Okay. If that, if that helps at all. I don't know if it does. It probably doesn't. But he just kind of reminds me of a Justin Cooper, except a, maybe a notch down. So he's going to, like, slide out trying to scrub the finish line jump on lap one of Red <laughs> Oh, or my what? God. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Or Washougal. All right. Sweet. Cool. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that helps you at all. But I think that's where I think that's where he's going to be. Okay. Cool. Um, Colt Nichols. I'm afraid. I don't know. This is going to go well. Colts outdoor season was not great last year. I'm going to hide under the table. Doesn't seem like it's going to go well. And he's coming back from an injury that he just got on the bike last week. It really sucks too because he's going to bow out. He's he's going to bow out of the 250 class. He's going to point out he's been talked to by some factory teams. Once again, though, Colt he's had good outdoor finishes in his career, but he's not an outdoor guy. No, he's a Supercross guy. He literally won the title in 2021, and two years before that, other than getting hurt, or no, 2018-2019, he was battling for the Supercross title and then made some bonehead moves. Ah, man. Ah, it's hard for me because I really like Colt. Mm -hmm. I really like Colt Nichols. I really do. And as if our other co-host was here, Cole, he's also a very big Colt Nichols fan. So he's a big homer for him. He's Yeah, he's more than I am. He's a big (laughs) homer for Colt 45. Uh, Sick style, cool dude, but yeah, he's not. He's not a great outdoor guy. He's not. He's got on that Supercross only program. He probably will. Oh, I think yeah. he'll be. 100%. He, so with him going to the 450 class, he will probably be Supercross only. Yep. Which is sucks because I think he actually likes riding outdoors. I think he just realizes his limit of outdoors compared to Supercross. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, he's in the top 10. 8 to 12. Yeah. 9 to 13. Yeah. Maybe like a Derek Drake spot. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would have to agree with that. Okay. All right. Justin Cooper. I, I figured we'd go with him last. We got Thrasher and Kitchen. Oh, yeah. Because well, Cooper is kind of the lead dog on that team for outdoors. All right, so Thrasher. So put your boner away and feed me some bullshit on him. No, I think, I think and I kind of say the same thing about Kitchen. I think that Thrasher will be 6 to 10. I think that's just where he's going to be. I think he'll be 6 to 10. I think that he was injured uh, early into the season outdoors, and then obviously we know he exited at come Millville because of that stupid situation that happened in the rollers. Um, I think he's a six to ten. Oh yeah, who cut him off? 
Was that? I think it was Max Volan. Oh yeah, that's I think it was right, Max Volan. Thrasher yes. just bounces through the outside, and Max Volan just decides to rhythm inside to out and just saw off his front end in midair. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, no, six to ten, seven to ten. I think that's where he is. I think that obviously we know he's got three wins in Supercross, and we're not going to get into this whole debate fest with that. But like the three wins in Supercross, but I think that Nate. I don't really know if I would say he has any one weakness as far as like why he can't be better outdoors because he's obviously super fast. He's been, you know, his rookie year, he was in the top 10. Last year he was, I don't know, 5 to 10. And then there was some times where he was just bad starts and came through and got like 11th. If I were to say anything, it's kind of the same thing as Supercross. I think it's just starts suck. I think all I think a lot of the times this year you'll see him 30th on the 30th off the line and he'll be coming through and he'll come through to 10th. I think if you say that he's going to get 12 place starts, I think he's 6 to 10. I don't think anything spectacular. I don't think he wins a moto outdoors because, once again, we know that some of these guys are really, really good in Supercross, but their outdoor skills are even better, whereas Nate's are kind of the similar. Um, I think his starts are just going to be too bad to do to be on the box. I think that his speed is is not far off, but I think his starts just suck. I think his starts are just too terrible, and that and that and that's me being realistic. Realistically, six to ten most of the season, but it, his starts are going to hinder him. His oh. starts will always put him behind. Well, that's not fun. No, we can't argue because I thought you were going to go off on this huge no, 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 I think that when Nate starts winning outdoors is when a lot of these dudes, kind of like we talked about, move up to the 450 class. Then you're like, okay. But no, I think he's 6 to 10. And we could kind of talk about Levi Kitchen. I think that Levi Kitchen's in the same boat. I think he's a 6 to 10 guy. I'm still mad at Levi. For the for not hucking the leap. Yeah. In fact, if he doesn't jump the leap this year, I'm going to go in the pits. I'm going to find him. We're going to have words. Look, the chef did not show up that day. The chef was not in the kitchen that day. Uh, What are your expectations for Levi Kitchen? Ooh, I think uh, we don't even know if he's going to be at round one either because he broke his kneecap. Is that what happened? That's what he did. He's riding. He's riding, but like, I don't know if he's healthy. Healthy. I'm going to put him in a six to nine kind of guy. <laughs> okay. I just think, uh, yeah, that's where he's going to fall this year. I don't have a lot of expectations for him because, like, last year went okay. Like, I mean, he showed up at Redbud. Redbud was his his debut there yeah. at. <clears throat> at pros, yeah. And he went, what, like 9-16 or something because yeah. he crashed or whatever. Yeah. Um, and as the end of the season went, though, Unadilla Bud's yeah, Creek, he was he better. Yeah, he better. But like I said, I still put, I still fill him in at that 6-9 to nine type spot there. And he could he could sniff some top fives, I think. I don't see him I don't see him being on the box. I don't see him winning. I'm just going to go 6-9 to nine and call it a day. I think Washugal, if you were to give him any shot of being on the box, would be his best bet because okay. he knows that track. I mean, yeah. he's a Northwest guy. He's pretty sure he's from Washington or Oregon. Grew up around there, rides that track a lot. I think that's his best bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, how crazy is it to think, though, that they have three guys on that team with him, Thrasher, and Romano that are all going to be like jockeying in that 5-10 to 10 spot? Dude, hopefully it's like the club team in Supercross. Just freight just training? Like freight training. <laughs> oh, awesome. one thing I'll say for Levi Kitchen, God, I hope he doesn't get any race feel on his nuts this year like he did <laughs> Iron Man. I remember that race feel on his Remember when we were just watching in the back st- the back section, and yeah. all of a sudden he just pulls off, and we're like, what the fuck's he doing? And then he's just like going like this and coming to find out, Oh, yeah, I got fuel on my nuts. And in his eye. I'm not sure how that works Blech. when you got goggles on. Yeah, I know. But it's in your eye. Just tells you the oxygenation level just burned through Burn it. Burn through it. <laughs> um, all right, so Justin Cooper. That foot. 
was not good. Foot injury is not good, man. It's not good. Is it good now? I don't believe so. I don't think it's good now either. I think he's riding because he has to. Yeah, and he's going to be battling. He's going to be. I think him and Colt are both riding because they have to. Because number one, they need to put some results in so that they can get a 450 ride for next year. Cooper has Cooper has been more linked to, and I think it's almost going to be a done deal. I think it's going to come out where he's got the 450 spot at star because Craig is not going to. They're not going to have to worry about having him on the 450 at all. Colt literally though is riding for a ride next year. The thing that really sucks about Justin Cooper, and and you and me both are not fans of his because he's just. I don't know. I, I just mm-hmm. something about him I don't like. He could have won that title last year, though. That's the shitty thing about it. Like if you told me, and and I, I'm not. I don't want to give Matt this credit, but he made this comment. If you could tell me, take out your little crystal ball, and told me that Justin Cooper of last year is going to show up this year, I'm going to tell you the same thing that is like happened last year. He's going to battle for that title all the way down to the last round. Mm-hmm. But that foot is bad. It is oh, yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. It is very, very bad. Him him and Colt, I bet, are riding so they get paid. Yeah. And I'm not so sure. And he's going to be taking a huge pay decrease for oh, that yeah. 450 ride next year. Oh, yeah. But pretty much, stamp it. It's going to come out at some point. Justin Cooper will be on a star 450 next year, mm-hmm. but it's going to be for a lot less money than his 250 contract. Yep. Which, like I said, really, really sucked. And he was the guy that I was talking about with battling for third with Forkner. Mm-hmm. It just... I don't know because I think that that foot is really, really bad. Yeah. But here's the thing. If it's not and it turns out to be fine, Justin Cooper last year literally was battling for this all the way down to the final round. Yeah, until he hurt his thumb or whatever, right? And Yeah, and look how many times <clears throat> him and Jet, like one one moto, Cooper would go out and fucking yard everyone, and the next moto, Jet would go out and yard it, and you're like, holy shit, if those two could link up at the start mm-hmm. and just figure this out. Because whether we want to admit it or not, because you have to take Jeremy Martin out of it because he's not there this year. Yep. Justin Cooper, if Jet was right here, Justin Cooper was literally like right there. Yeah. Yep. And I know that's hard for a lot of us that aren't big fans of him, but Mm -hmm. he is a damn good outdoor rider. Yep. But that foot is a huge question mark. Huge question mark. It's not good. So here's the thing where a lot of people will say, oh, we'll find out a few rounds in. No, we'll know after round one. Uh-huh. Because either it's going to go really, really well, and we'll be like, oh, well, no, he's fine. Or he's going to be floundering around in 20th. And I think that at that point, we'll be like, yep, this is going to be a long summer season. Yep. And that's really not good for the star team. I guess it is if you're got- – but here's the thing. You look at Thrasher, Romano, and Kitchen, who we all kind of believe are going to be in that same spot. Kitchen may be a higher ceiling at some motos. LeBlanc, we're not going to get till after Loretta's. Colt and Jay Coop. Your two anchors of the team, and then Jay Coop has always been an outdoor threat. They could be five spots worse than all those kids. Oh yeah, and that is—I mean, it's a crazy thing to think that Nick Romano might actually be the highest placing dude on that team <laughs> as a rookie. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, it just sucks, and it really sucks too. And we haven't even talked about Jay Mart. Everybody knows at this point he's not—he's already signed for next year. The battles we could have had with Jay Mart and the and the Lawrence brothers. But Jay Mart did the smart thing. He did. He really did. He signed, got out of there early. Yeah, oh yeah. Because let's Which, face it, anything he did outdoors here was not going to help him. No, because his labrum is jacked. His labrum's jacked. We all know what happens at Star when yep. you get close to end of end of your time at Star. How crazy is it to think though that J Mart, like the first person to still be on a team, and just said, "Nope, I'm out. See, I'm already signing my contract." In typical J Mart fashion, he's like, "Well, <laughs> I don't give a damn," and he's just no, no. Well. We heard we heard that Star was pushing him out. Yeah, they were pushing him out, but it's funny that it came. Okay, they pushed him out, 
But what I guess I mean by that is is the fact that we already know about it. Yeah. Usually we'd be like, oh, hey, it's September. Yep. And now we already know about it. So it's a bummer. I think the star team is obviously going to be quite a bit worse than what we're expected to. But if those three kids are four to nine-ish, then I think it's a win for them because even as pissed off as Bobby Regan is probably right now, he's probably also has to realize that like the three kids that are going to be anchoring the team this year, if they're four to nine, I guess you could take that as a win. Yeah. I know that they want to win championships, but dude, if like your two guys, one of them is not even on the team anymore, and the other dude has literally one of the worst injuries you could have as a motocross rider, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, I guess he'll be like, well, my 450 team's doing really, really well. We're doing great. We're doing great. Everything's great. Yeah. So. All right. Let's move on. Last team here, HRC. One, two in the points. Oh, for sure. For sure. So Hunter is going to be awesome. I think the Hunter Lawrence, and I know that we're not making a revelation and we ha- are not going to be the first people to say this. Hunter Lawrence took a huge step this year. He got the four wins. He was obviously only the one win in 2021. Yep. But we know, and we saw it with our own eyes at a couple of the Nationals, Hunter got really smoked at the end of the last year. Mm-hmm. Really, really smoked. I think that his program, whatever he's doing, we don't really know. I mean, we know, but we don't know like what his program kind of consists of because yeah. they're kind of secretive over there about that shit. I think that they got to figure it out, and I think this Hunter Lawrence is going to be the guy, and I was one of them, that we all were pumping up coming over from the GPs. I think he's finally at the point. Like a dick pump? Is that what you were using when you were thinking about it? No. No, thanks, though. It's weird. Awkward silence. Big Air Tom. <laughs> no. Big Air Tom. Not a Big Air Tom thing. This is not a Big Air Tom thing. But anyway, yes, no, I think he is going to be very, very good. I do think they've finally got the diet and the blood work and everything figured out with him to the point where they can actually. <laughs> Steroids. What? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to the point where he can actually, he's going to make it through the season. I think he's going to be really good. But he's going to get a whole lot of seconds. Mm, I don't know about a whole lot. I think he's going to get more seconds than he is first, but I don't think a whole. I'll say this. Golden Jet. Golden Jet. Yeah, Golden I mean. Golden Jet. We're gonna, look. Golden we're gonna, Jet. We're going to find out. Golden we're going to. Can you stop? Just keep, just keep going. I'm just going to keep. No, I can't talk it. when you're doing that. Golden Jet. Golden Are you done? Jet. No. Can you be done, please? Okay, go ahead. I don't. I was waiting for you to do it again. Just kind of sling one in there. Just go ahead. Okay. Uh, I th- oh, God damn it! <laughs> I knew it. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what it's like if those two are in a huge points battle. How emotionally? I think that they're both professional enough, which is crazy because they're still both kids. Mm-hmm. But I think that they're both mature and professional enough to realize what's going on. But it is going to be an interesting dynamic if we get to halfway in the season and those two are going back and forth and they're literally separated by five points. Whoever's leading, it doesn't really matter. Because I understand they're brothers and the whole saying blood is thicker than water. But you kind of have to, even with them having the same agent, being on the same team, you have to kind of start to think that, and they do this whole jabbing at each other. Oh, no, it's going to be epic because... There's going to be at a point where they're going to both look at each other and go... "Eh, They know how to get under each other's skin. I might not talk to you this morning. And the whole, what was it, when we rolled up to Crawfordsville on Friday and they were both all rolling in, those two, their chicks, Myrtle, Hayes. Eh, That might not be the case. I don't think we're going to have an issue with that. I don't think that's going to be the case. 
But I think it's going to be funny because you're going to be able to see them get under each other's skin and it's going to happen live on TV. Like, let's face it. Hunter's going to get on the podium and talk about, yeah, you know, my little sister over there is doing big things right yeah. now and he keeps getting me. But one of these times I'm going to get her and, yeah. and then she's going to cry. And then Jet's going to be like, yep, never heard of her. And uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. But they but they know that because they're family and they're brothers, I'm they're going to know take exactly each other out. what little, well, no, but they're going to know exactly what things to say to kind of get under each other's skins to try to kind of play head games. Mm. So, and then I think it's going to be up to Mertz to kind of corral them back in and be like, hey, boys, if we end up fucking this up and neither one of us win the title, it's a bad day for all of us. Here's the crazy, but, th- here's the crazy thing about all It'll that be is. a good time. It for is going to be. Us. But here's the thing. Golden Jet. What I'm more interested to see is if we get to that point, and obviously we're projecting, but we kind of have, we think that because Jeremy Martin is not in the series, they're going to be one, two, which I don't think it's going to be easy, easy for any of them because still, you know, you talk about Fordner, if Cooper's healthy, whatever, there's going to be some days where they're going to get beat. I'm not saying it's going to it's be more often than not. It's going to be very interesting, though, to see how they're going to race each other. I'm not saying they're going to be dirty, but we both know they're very smart guys. Mm-hmm. Racecraft is very, very good. They know how to anticipate things, kind of like what Cooper do- Cooper Webb does in, out- in Supercross. They they have a good understanding of what guys are going to do in Look, certain bro, corners. bro, Hunter's not scared to throw it in on his and that's brother. what I mean. And that's what I mean, though. We know they're not going to tee off on each other and saw off their front end. No. But we know how Jed is very good about manipulating corners and stuff where, hey, I'm going to swing out wide. I'm to the outside. I'm going to let you keep pushing in, and then I'm going to straighten out, and I'm going to take out your – I'm going to you know, chop off your front end. Not take you out, but he did it quite a few times with RJ. He did it with McAdoo. He did it with Pierce. If they start playing the cat and mouse games, we know that mentally they're both very, very strong. They can get underneath each other's skin, but here's the thing, though. Neither one of them are going to break. Mm-hmm. So if you have two guys that are very mentally strong, and that is kind of how sometimes you win championships, if they're going back and forth, is it going to be a stalemate? Like, well, how how is this going to play out? Because if you go off of last year, Jet was exponentially better than Hunter. And outside of the Southwick weekend when Hunter just wa- yarded everyone, yeah, Jet was obviously faster. But if we think Hunter's finally taking that step, he's going to be right on par with Jet. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. How are you going to – what games are you going to play to defeat the other one? Because, like, think about it. If you get to the point where you can't outthink the other person, the only other way – and you're not faster than them, you're both the same speed, and you're both your starts are really good – the only other way to get around somebody is be aggressive. And we know that, yes, they are not afraid to get in on you each other. you got to be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. But honestly, do you yeah. – how aggressive – honestly, how aggressive do you think they're going to get with each other, though? Because they still have to realize they're brothers. They're both for the same. They both have the same agent, and they both ride for the same team. I mean, I see Hunter being more aggressive than Jet. What? But what does that aggression look like to you, though? Oh, he'll take his front wheel out. You think so? Oh, if it comes down to it, really? Yes. Oh, yes. And you don't think Jet will do the same thing to him? Uh, I mean, Jet this year was a little spicy with certain guys. Yeah, Jet will probably Jet will probably park him. But I think Hunter's got just that little bit extra when it comes to that, mm-hmm. that little bit more grittiness where where Jet's going to try to out continue think to try to outthink him. him. Yep. Yeah. But here's the thing. As good as Jet is and as smart as he is, his talent is better than Hunter's, but I don't think he can outthink Hunter. Because I, I think... Yeah, I don't know. Because, yes, you will say talent. Jet is just... He's just a couple clicks better. But as far as, like, the mental thing, 
they're both really fucking solid in that department. Yeah. So it's like Jet, where if he's racing Fortner, he knows how to outthink him. If he's racing Justin Cooper, he knows how to outthink him. Yeah, he can outthink Jeremy Martin, but Jeremy Martin's just going to bulldog it. Yeah. Hunter, I don't really know if he can outthink him because they're kind of the same brain. Yeah. Yes, obviously Jet could do things on the bike that Hunter can't, but Hunter makes up for that in the fact of his determination how smooth he is, and he's just as smart. So this is the interesting thing to me about this whole season is, is if we get in this back and forth, what is the riding going to start? Because at some point, one of them's riding is one of their riding is going to change a little bit. Yeah, and it's like, look, the, I'm gonna be real honest with you. Hunter's brother is fucking good. I'm gonna be real honest with you. Hunter's brother, the Hunter brothers are really fucking good riders. <laughs> no man, I, I, it is a question for me. Like I know that, and we might as well get into it. I know that you think Jet's going to win, and I think he's going to win the title too. I just don't know what the riding's going to look like if we get to the halfway point and those two are literally neck and neck. Yeah. That is the interesting question to me because how far is either one of them going to push it? Is one of them going to push it a little bit further? Because at some point we're going to get to a stalemate and something's got to give. Yeah. So who's going to be the first one to blink and who's going to be the first one to, hey, I'm just going to I'm gonna yeah. take you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I think, the more interesting thing to me. So here's my opinion on it. Hunter is grittier. And we'll do more of the, I'm going to come in, take your wheel off, elbow you, whatever type deal. Jet has two clicks more on the thinking side of things, of how to like go into a corner and square it off differently or run a different line. Like, dude, I could see Jet (laughs) doing something like, so I could see, just because I know the Redbud track so well, I could see them coming off the leap Mm -hmm. with Hunter on the inside Jet on the outside. Yep. And Hunter thinking, okay, cool. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to jump. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to fade out in the short shoot and just saw off Jet's front wheel. Yep. Not sawed off, but you know, take it out to the point that Jet goes down or whatever, has to stop, whatever, yep. and go in and, and take the lead that way. And then I could see Jet coming in and going, okay, what he's going to do is fade out wide here and try to take my front wheel. And he comes off the leap and he's going to pivot super hard mm. and actually jump the like berm rut whatever the fuck you want to call it on the inside and then go back to the outside going into the finish yeah. line turn there at red Bud. like i could see some shit like that happening where it's like oh look hunter's gonna get him and then jet's like nope and like jumps around him or like jet has a smidge of a brain fart for a second and hunter comes in and is just like boop See ya. And that and like I said, that is going to be the wild thing to watch it play out if it gets to that point because like oh, I yeah, said, it's, it's going to be great. Some the winner point, in all of this is us. Oh, I know. Because at some point, if one of them is getting the other one, especially if it's on the last lap, a little bit more than the other, and I'm yeah. not going to say who, the other person is going to get fed up with it. And, and at the end of the day, the fact that they're brothers, they have the same agent, they ride for the same team, but they still want to beat the other person. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not going to go out there and intentionally hurt each other. That's dumb. We know yeah. that's not going to happen. But at some point, one of them is going to get a little pissed off. And I know that Jet has got this cool demeanor about him. And he's like, yeah, Hunter, like, I'm gl- you know, good for you or whatever. Almost not like a condescending way, but kind of like a, like yeah. a little poke in it. But even you being the biggest Jet fan cannot sit up here and say that if we get to a point where Hunter is just edging him out every, like, every other weekend, then at some point, Jet's going to be like, you know what? Fuck you, big bro. He's going to get pissed. Yeah. He's going to get a little pissed. Now, what happens afterwards? Well, we're, we're going to find out. But that's the thing that I'm most looking forward to is, is what's going to happen if this is the dynamic that is going to go on between them on the track. They're not going to take each other out, but how much harder are they going to race each other, being that they know each other so well? Because let's think about it. We have not yet to see that happen between yep. them since they've been racing each other since... 
2020 COVID season. Yeah. We have yet to see that. We've never really even seen them actually battle each other on the track. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know what we know. I don't. I agree with you. I think Jet wins the title, but I think if anybody thinks that this is going to be a cakewalk because J-Mart's not there and that J-Coop is, you know, oh, whatever, yeah. you're fooling yourself. It's not going to be a cakewalk. This season is going to be really good. Jet Lawrence still might be your champion, which I believe, too. I think he's going to. Mm-hmm. But anybody that believes Jet's just going to walk off into the sunset and fucking win 24 motos, you're fooling yourself. That's not going to happen. All right, well, let me ask you this. Does Jet win 18, 20, or 22 motos? None of those. I don't think he even wins that many. There's no way. I can't. I 18, can't, 20, or 22. I can't go off of what I just said and believe that he's going to win that much. Money. I'm going on 20. No. No. 20 out no, of 24. There's no way. There's no way. And then I think uh, uh, Hunter wins two, and and Fork wins one, and Pierce Brown wins one. No. I, Boom. I, I Called the so. season. Jet. Jets. Everyone tell me how wonderful I am. Jet's not going to win that many motos. He's just not. He's just not. There's no way. I think he's going to win the title, but to think that he's going to win 20 motos out of 24 when he didn't even do that last like season. like a younger 2016 Ken Roxon. Just smooth no. as silk. Just nope. As long as he doesn't have a fork problem, dude, 20 motos. No, nope. no way. No way. All day. Nope. I can't, I can't see it. I can't see it. Because the difference is, is that in Supercross, he's so much... The disparity in his racecraft and how smooth he is is so much higher than everyone else's. But outdoors, there were t- you, and we talked about this, and we could even some. I mean, it's not worth it, but go up and throw the, some of the clips that we did halfway into the season last year. How many times last year did we like perfect example? Bud's Creek, he got a twelfth place start, and he got into seventh. And once again, we know that when it's a hundred degrees out, there's sometimes your body just doesn't want to go. Or no, better yet, Unadilla, the first moto, dude, he got into fifth, and he just stayed in fifth for like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. And I know that we're another year removed from that. But I don't see his speed jumping a bunch because last year in Supercross, you could kind of say that he was just as fast as he was this year, except the difference is this year he learned to calm it down a little bit. 20 out of 24. No, no way. No, because he's not going to beat Hunter that many times. He won't. If Fortner's on it, no. And another thing, too, is we have to factor in that if Jay Coop from last year shows up and for whatever reason his foot is not bad, Justin Cooper was just as good as Jet Lawrence was last year. Mm -hmm. So... And I know that's a bigger if than anything because I think it's highly unlikely. But no, I just don't see it. I, I agree with you. Jet Lawrence wins the title. But 20 out of 24 is asking way too much of that kid. It's just way too much because he wasn't that good last year when he won the title. He just wasn't even close. There were times last year where you looked at it and you go, oh, okay. I mean, dude, look, look at Southwick last year. He got smoked at Southwick last year. That he did, yes. And once again, I will agree with you. I, I think Jet Lawrence wins the title. I will say that right now. I'm not disagreeing with anybody. Jet Lawrence wins the title. I'm but starting it, to rub off on you. No, I just, I'm looking at it and going, because J-Mart is not there, there's not a guy out there that I believe that is willing to go into the red to win the outdoor title, whereas Jet's not going into the red, but Jet is just so fucking good. His talent is so good. It supersedes some of the shit that other people do. Yeah. I will be shocked if Jet Lawrence wins the title by more than 10 points. I will say that. Hmm. Because I think that Hunter is finally reaching his potential that we all thought. I think if Fortner's back, once again, the huge question mark, which it's a huge one, is Jay Coop. If Jay Coop is the same guy as last year, there's no reason to think that it's going to be the same thing. Because once again, Jay Coop was just as good as Jet Lawrence was last year until he, like you said, what he broke his hand or whatever the fuck yeah, it was. whatever it was there. Because they were literally, there was a time where, there was a literally a time where they flip-flop <laughs> motos. Jay yeah. Coop would win the first moto. Because that was the thing we always said about Jay Coop. 
fucking yard everybody in the first moto and then, and then he's like fade yeah. yeah and jet would be the opposite he'd be dog shit in the first moto and kill it in the second moto so yeah i don't disagree at all jet lawrence you're 2022 outdoor champion but i will be really shocked if you can okay let me dial it back does he win 12 yeah i could see that then okay i could see him winning 12 motos out of 24 because now you're going at the halfway mark so yeah all right so i could see that for sure i could i could definitely see that but here's the thing what do his motos when he's not winning look like? God, that I mean, we're second, duh. God, fucking idiot. Like, is that even a fucking question? Oh, God, you sound God. so stupid I w- I right wish now. You, I wish I had your confidence on He sounds so stupid yeah, right okay. now. The golden jet. Like, okay. if we don't win, we're second, okay. all right? Yep. No. 12, I could see. But like I said, my biggest thing is, is what does he look like in those other twelve motos? first, twelve seconds? That's a title year right <laughs> yeah, there, baby. Okay. There isn't what anybody ha- beating hey, us. Hey, what happens if Hunter's 12 first and 12? <laughs> no way. <laughs> No, I don't give Hunter twelve moto wins. I I don't. I know. wish I could, but I don't. I I just like I said, I'm confident that Jet wins the title, but I just don't know how close it's going to be. I think that it's going to be a lot closer than people want to get because there's a lot of people that set up like fucking they did on the Racer X preview show. JT, they're like, yeah, Hunter's going to be really good. And Mathis said the same thing. Weege, but then they're like, yeah, I see Jet walking away with it. I'm going. How do you think Jet's gonna? It's gonna be really, really close, and then you make a comment that Jet's gonna walk away from it. So you're like, by saying that, it's not gonna be close. I'm not going that far. I will say Jet wins the title, but I think it's really, really close. I think that there's a lot of stuff that is gonna go on this season with a lot of different guys that have to prove something that are gonna be maybe willing to crash their brains out. And once again, you know, you start adding some different people in it, this the shit gets a little bit more stacked. And then you talk about Pierce Brown. You think, what happens if Moseman does figure it out? What happens if RJ gets a moto? So now you're taking even more moto wins away from. So it's Just one from of Hunter's side. Yeah. Okay. All right. So all right, we're in agreement. Jet wins title. Same thing as 450s. Biggest disappointment. Biggest surprise. Or whatever adjective you want to use. Uh, biggest disappointment. And keep in mind, you have to think about. The uh, it's the whole 250 squad outside of the Hunter brothers. Oh God! <laughs> Keep in mind when you say biggest disappointment, you have to say there is there a level of expectation for this person. You can't just say a random person, but then we know that there's no expectation for. I him think to- the biggest disappointment is going to be Justin Cooper because we're going to expect f- him to come in yeah. and do well, and I don't think he's going to because his foot's hurt. Okay. And biggest surprise, I think, is going to be Pierce Brown winning a moto, baby. Okay. All right. That's a big fucking shocker there. That is a shocker. All right. So, Throw it up, dog. So I will, I will stay on the gas gas side. I think that Moseman is going to be the biggest disappointment because okay. I think people are expecting him to win now. And I think I kind of made the, I who think the, the fuck's th- expecting him to win? There's people that think he's going to win. Like who? Name two. First off, fucking Michael Lindsay has already said it. He thinks he's going to win. Well, Michael Lindsay's a fucking moron. <laughs> I think all of Racer X thinks that his Racer- idea was to start a team. Yeah, I think Racer X and Vital just that went well. Um, no, I think Mosman is going to be the biggest disappointment, and I think that kind of Dylan Schwartz. I think people aren't really going to give him the credit. I think people are going to think, "Oh man, that's a flash in the pan," <laughs> and then we're going to get through the first few rounds, and you're going to remember how good of an outdoor rider he is. All right. So, yeah. Some of us never forget. Good. You shouldn't. But some of us also think Jet's going to win 20 motos, so we're here. We're good. Yeah, and you're also a bunch of dumb shits. Nope. 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 We're just the Golden Jets. No, I, to I, dominate, hope, I, hope, I hope we go through the first six or first three rounds and he's like second every moto. And then just be and like. And we'll still be leading the points by 30. <laughs> because everybody else can't hang. Uh, we'll find out. We're yep. going to find out next weekend. 
All right, well, that is going to wrap up part two here, our 250 outdoor preview, and that is going to wrap up our total, if you're listening on the podcast side of it, show 202. We got this done in under three hours. That's fucking impressive. That is impressive. I'm going to be real fucking honest I'll with you. I'm going to be real fucking honest with you. I Hunter's thought we brother's gonna, pretty fucking good. going to go three and a half, four hours Look, I'll be real fucking honest with you. Hunter's brother's pretty fast. Yeah, but we didn't disagree on as much stuff as we usually do. No. Our, your, our levels are starting to come together. I think here. our disagreement comes more with Supercross stuff than it does outdoors. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. My testosterone level's still way higher than yours, but, like, our levels are coming together on this Supercross and Motocross Dude, I got stuff. five kids. What do you mean? <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Anyway, that's going to wrap up show 202. Thanks to our sponsors, Energy Fuel, Premier Custom Trailers, TLR Coatings, uh, Holster Co., Alias Sport, Dirt Bike Depot, JT Cycle, Adept Creative Co., Gutterworks, Isaac Nelson Designs, and Clutch Media. Links in the description to all those below, along with discount codes for everybody that gives us one. Don't forget the Dylan Danger Zone t-shirts are live now on our Teespring store. Um, make sure to get yours. Wear it to the Outdoor Series, man. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing a few of these around, maybe, outside of us morons wearing them uh but yeah they're great shirts nice tri-blend really light like i said we get them printed on teespring so it is what it is it's by just our way, most efficient way at this point so by the way we will be at redbud we will be at iron man we might be at millville, millville. and we'll also be at Ebex of nations so if uh any of our listeners are out there or if you're at any of those rounds and you see us come up and talk to us bullshit with us we'll yep we'll shoot the shit with you i mean i know we're we not, will be there we're not famous people by any means but i know that we've had some people in the past come up and talk to us bullshit with us we will bench race with you about anything. It does not matter what it is. If you want to talk about Jeremy McGrath in 95, I will talk about that bike with you. And hey, don't take any offense if I'm filming and I am not talking to you. I mean, we literally had to, we, we signed some stuff last year at Redbud, which was really weird. weird. It's cool, but it's weird. Like, I'm, we're not famous. This is weird. <sighs> I'm worldwide. Although dog. I will say, uh, prestige please, worldwide. Please, wide, please, wide, please don't attack wide. me outside of a porta potty because. Yes, please do. Please Everyone just t- wait for Justin to come out of the shitter. <laughs> please do not. If you see him at an outdoor national. Please do not be standing outside of the porta potty, me open the door, and you'd be like, yeah, you're from that talk shit radio show, right? Yes, yes that's 100% what's oh, happening. Oh, God. So. Anyway, all right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, everybody, who has supported us here over the years thank you, thank here. You, thank you. Um, and we will see everybody at the nationals.